Welcome back to the Glacier Guys. I'm here with my co-host, Joey Fernandez. And today we have our first special guest, Christopher Villafuerte. He's a sophomore baseball player on the Marine team. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor. <clears throat> so to get started, a um, little background on Chris. Uh, give us your major and a little bit of background of your baseball career. Uh, my current major right now is sports management. Very I nice. I am 20 years old, and I am a COVID freshman, so I still have four years of eligibility left. That's great. Uh, I've been playing since I was three years old. And three. It's, it's a game I love and love watching. That's great. That's great. Um, so for Marine this year, outside of yourself, um, just can you give me a breakdown of some of the differences in practice so far? Uh, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot more strict restrictions. Um, you know, social distancing, wearing your masks. We just have to be cautious about what we do. Um, but the actual baseball activity itself is the same as last year. The mm -hmm. season starts in two weeks, so we're trying as fast as possible to be ready with gotcha. under these restrictions. So compared to, like, last season, is it around the same, like, starting time still or not really? Um, Over the fall, we didn't really get as much practice time. We got okay. a little outside, but yeah. when the weather started going bad, we didn't – we weren't allowed to practice so we had a uh, we had to do it all by ourselves individual workouts but as a team we didn't start until beginning january gotcha um so for like the schedule are you guys playing less games are you guys playing teams that are just closer to you yes um i'm pretty sure we have 36 games scheduled between 36 and 40 okay. and we do not have a spring trip like last year we went to arkansas but now we don't have the, the long travel okay uh, i'm pretty sure most of the games are in conference to like i said to restrict as much travel as possible but mm -hmm. yeah um there is less games scheduled yeah gotcha so what, like last season how many games were you guys I'm scheduled sure last year we had around 50 games so 50. about like 10 less scheduled games this year That's okay yeah gotcha um has it been hard adjusting to like some of the restrictions or um uh, at first yeah because you know no one wants to wear the mask while running it's 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 difficult but after a while you kind of get used to it um but yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, it's, that's good. It's, mm. It sucks, but it's the new it's the new norm now. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, as a team though, um, I know you guys started off pretty hot last year. How yes. how are you guys looking this year? Uh, we have a lot of potential. We have a lot of young talent. We're we're all just ready to get out there and show what we can do because you're limited to what you can do inside the gym. But yes, the weather's finally starting to come. Now we just need the snow to melt, and once we get out there, I think we can show what we can do. That's do you good. Think, do you think it will hinder the team? in any way or no um i think so i know some teams have started practicing like a while ago so i think we're a little blessed to start so early okay but once we get outside i i think it'll definitely be beneficial but at right now at the gym we're still getting our swings and we're getting all the reps we can so i think it's beneficial just to have any type of practice at this moment sure do you think it it'll be like kind of like an even playing field since everyone's probably going through the same thing yeah somewhat okay. because yeah like you said everyone's going through the same thing that we're going through it's it's hard to get as much space as you can mm -hmm. with uh, sports pushed back so fighting for gym space is a little more hard to come by so i think i think at some point yes it's it's about an even playing field makes sense were there a lot of um not only i guess freshmen but like sophomores from last year did any of them stay to play oh yeah a few stayed i want to say about four or five stayed okay. um a lot also left though to go to other colleges right. but yeah we we got a few guys that came back because they didn't really 
get the opportunity to show what they could do between the seven games. So right. they want to show what they can do and then transfer out. Gotcha. But, yeah, I want to say, like, four or five guys have returned that were sophomores. That's good. And I know recruiting was hard with uh, COVID and everything. So do you guys have a decent amount of new players, like incoming freshmen? Yeah, we have a lot of lot of young talent. Um, I know a few guys from Tinley Park, I think, are there. Um, but a lot of the guys are very uh, talented. They have a lot of potential. That's good. And, yeah, like I said, we're ready to just go out there and show what we could do. Mm-hmm. And then for yourself, do you plan on um, – because I know you're in your, what, first year of eligibility. Yeah, only. Do you plan on staying here for another year in playing? Um, or I, I plan on just uh, – I plan on transferring. Yeah. Mainly because I just I just want to know what it's like to live on my own. I yeah. Think, I think I'm ready to leave. I'm sure all you guys know. Yeah. It's time to get away from mommy and dad. Oh you know? yeah, so <laughs> I couldn't agree more. But yeah, I, yeah, I plan on playing because I feel like if I if I don't try to play, I'm gonna regret it later on in my life. Oh, so, so like when you transfer, you're gonna try and play. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Do. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna give it a shot. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I I plan on transferring. Gotcha. That's awesome. I yes. mean, has COVID impacted your decision on like? transferring or if you're still going to play or not or not really um not really i'm not like that worried about it plus with the virus coming out i mean uh the vaccine vaccine i mean but um yeah I, it's still baseball I, right. I need to play it i've been playing my whole life it feels yeah. so weird if i don't play mm-hmm. but yeah I, I definitely plan on playing and i'm not really worried about uh, covid all that much in the future gotcha i mean yeah that's great it sounds like you guys are in a pretty good spot right oh, now yeah, as a team a and can't wait to go to some of the games if possible. Without a doubt. Appreciate that. Yep. Um, all right. So that was a little background on the Marine team. Now we can move into some MLB talk because Chris is very, very informed when it comes to MLB. Oh, yes. Love my White Sox. We can uh, we can actually start with the White Sox. Um, I think the boys are in a pretty good position this year. What do you oh, guys think? Yes, it's very fun. You know, all those dreadful years of watching them play and the no names, and now we finally got our core, and we're ready to go. I'm ready. What do you, for are you day. saying Diane Viciato and Alejandro <laughs> Diaz can't mean, carry the team? Viciato didn't have the nickname the Tank for a reason. He's tearing it up, and I think Japanese. Yeah, or, he yeah. is. Yeah, overseas, oh, yeah. he's killing it. Yeah. Came a long way from the three Garcia starting. <laughs> I, I remember saw, that. Saw that on Twitter like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to the the games. With like the triple Garcia, yeah, yeah. Uh, Willie Garcia. Oh man, oh Willie Ori, and then Avi Avi Garcia. Oh, yeah. He's still doing all right. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a solid hitter. He's bouncing around a bit, but he's he's, he's still yeah, he's a, a late bloomer, player. but yeah, he's he's solid. All right, yeah, so a couple days ago, February twenty second, we had the start of spring training. Oh yeah, uh, full squad reported Monday. Um, everything's going good so far, I'd say. Oh yeah, I, I think you know. Obviously, there's a little speculation about Tony Larusa and how he'll blend with the young players. Yeah. But from what we can see, uh, reports all the young players are fully behind him. They respect him. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. To be honest with you, I think it's gone better than expected just because I'd of agree the with that, questions definitely. with Tony La Russa and the way he's handled the media and handled like interactions with players mm-hmm. from the videos that we've seen. I think uh, I think he's he's impressed me a little bit. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. And they're saying this is the most organized camp they've seen in years. And yeah. obviously Tony La Russa is a Hall of Famer, so he'll bring that. I was about to say there's no doubt that he knows baseball. It oh, was yeah. just it was just a matter of like cuz we do have a younger team, yeah, up and coming team. So mm-hmm. it was I was one of the doubters, I'm not going to lie, like when we signed him as manager, but just seeing like the impact that he's had so far, I'm I'm excited for him to be uh, here. Well, yeah, it's it's a fair question to have because he hasn't been a manager since 2011. Right. And you don't know how he'll blend with guys like Tim Anderson that 
you know, have the flair. Yeah, and they're literally, I mean, he's someone that's literally changing the game. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He's yeah. he's the next superstar. He's the face of the White Sox. You know, yep. Obviously, Abreu has been here for a long time, and he's been doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But Tim Anderson, everyone knows Tim Anderson on the White Sox. Right. Agreed. I I think that, uh, I think once Tim Anderson co-signed him, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a press conference, I think that was when I was pretty sold on oh, him. Yeah, it was just a couple of days ago. He's like, I'm 100, 110% behind La Russa, like... I've been hearing things that people around just the camp want to. They want to talk to him about baseball just all day because yeah. he knows baseball. So it's like yeah, and Tim Tim doesn't beat around the bush. He'll, no. if he doesn't like something, he'll come out and say. Oh it. yeah, so he, for, him to, for for him to say that, it's reassuring. There's but, no uh, reading between the lines with no. him. That was my main worry coming into the season: is that is our Tim is Tim Anderson gonna like our new manager because he's the heart and soul of the team. Exactly. So if, yeah. Yeah. if he doesn't like what's it, going yes, on, then there'll be issues. It'll, but it'll probably carry over to the rest of the but team. But yeah, so. with and then there's videos of him and Larusa smiling, laughing. So everyone's bonding. And yeah, it's really just great to see. It's a great start so far. Oh, and yes. then we have guys like Kopech coming back. I mean, that's Oof. huge. That's huge. Honestly. Oh, I was yeah. so bummed when spring training up canceled last year when he was hitting 100 consistently on the black yep. oh my god <laughs> yeah he had that one outing versus texas, texas and he, oh my he was sitting at 100 like easily oh, so this kid is so talented triple digits with ease it's i know it's it's and if he can just me- it's all mental for him mm-hmm. if, if he can stay strong mentally and i don't know I, he seems like he's in the zone right now so yes, yeah. just from interviews and everything he seems focused and that that's a great sign for the yeah, white something Sox. that caught my eye was saying how much he missed it like he realized yeah. from being away from the sport for so long how much he needs this sport i think the quote was he said i need baseball more than it needs me or something like it was something along yeah, those lines yeah. but he, he just said he needs the game back and in I, his life i love to hear that because oh, yeah. he's ready to get back out uh, back out there and giolito even said you could tell he's hungry he's working oh, yeah. yes yeah all these guys are just i don't know everybody's behind each other it's just it's, making me it's a it's, it's a great it. team energy yeah those two years definitely gave made him a lot more hungry than he mm-hmm. than he probably oh, for was sure. before when he first came up. No doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, I think it. people underrate him just because he's been out for so long. He was, I, yeah, I, there's I'm pretty sure he was a top 20 overall prospect yeah. at one point. Yeah. Now he's 39. Yeah, he was, that, that's still he fantastic. He still had elite stuff. Yeah. He's, he's sort of an afterthought, which is yeah. kind of crazy to think because his when he came up for the first time, it was kind of like a, a holiday. Yeah, it was. A, oh, yeah, it was a huge yeah. deal, Joe. I mean, we were at we were at his debut. Yeah. It was it was electric. Everyone <laughs> was cheering. I mean, it was. I haven't seen the stadium that loud in a long time. Yeah, and I mean that year even the team wasn't that great, and just to have no, all those people yeah, come out for his debut. Exactly, it was ecstatic. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so with him being out for a year though, um, what do we think his possible usage is going to be coming starts start of the season? Uh, I think, I think he'll throw maybe somewhere from like a hundred to a hundred twenty innings this year. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. A mix of mostly out of the bullpen. I think he starts with the team personally. Mm-hmm. Some people think he might start in Charlotte, like yeah. get a few starts there. I don't. Out. Yeah, I think he's going to no, be on the better, roster. If you if he's on an innings limit, you'd rather have those innings in the major leagues exactly. for sure instead of uh, Charlotte. So and yeah, because he's been there before. I mean, we know what he can do in Charlotte. That's mm-hmm. not what we're worried about. I think. He'll start in the bullpen and then mix in a few spot starts here and there if there's a guy that needs to push a start back or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I really, about. I don't know, like come second half of the season, even like last quarter of the season, if he could make his way into that rotation, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that would be huge. This mm-hmm. year, yeah. right before playoffs, that would be that would be massive. 
I could see it, but I would see it more of as like an opener type where you'd go three, four innings three, to start yeah, the game. Right, and then have like a bullpen game. Yeah, yeah. kind of like Garrett Crochet come in right after for exactly, two innings, and that's like six shutdown innings. Yeah, because you know the mean? team was talking about how they want to extend Garrett Crochet a little more, mm-hmm. and then they want to Im- uh, limit Kopech. So like exactly. three and three between Kopech right. and Crochet, right. and then you get Bummer, Hoyer, and then Hendricks, and then good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Honestly. Exactly. I mean, we yeah, with, with having all these stud starting pitchers, we – I mean, people don't forget, but we also have literally, I'd say, the best bullpen in the entire oh, league. If not top three, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we ha- we have some arms there for sure. I mean, if you just look at the velocity of the guys alone before <laughs> seeing their breaking It's balls, actually balls. scary. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. We haven't seen anything like this before on no. one team. We have a bunch of guys that just absolutely I'm ha- shove. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy Aaron Bummer finally got in the top 10 relievers because that yeah. man throws a sinking fastball at 97. Yeah, like, it's disgu- absolutely disgusting. Giolito said on the White Sox Talk podcast that that's the nastiest pitch he's seen, the, yeah. the Bummer sinker. Yeah, like ever. Yeah, I and know. he has that weird arm angle that yeah, he's very deceptive. don't talk about enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we still have guys like Ronaldo Lopez. In the, I mean, he's yeah. you know he hasn't been great, but... That's that's still good enough to be in the bullpen. We have guys like uh, Cody here, right? Or, yeah, or, yeah, he came on mm-hmm. last year. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah he's a lanky righty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lanky. Um, Matt Foster, Matt Evan Foster. Marshall. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we 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 have a pretty solid bullpen. We have I'd great say. pitching. Yeah. We have all uh, around. We have a lot of blue chip guys that were like expected to be very good. And then we also have guys who had to work their way up from mm-hmm. like yeah. literally. We have the a good mix for like sure. Like Hoyer and Foster, I I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really hear much about them until last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Foster's got that short arm angle with that changeup is mm-hmm. filthy. And then Evan Marshall was out of baseball for a year because yeah. he got hit in the face with a, a pitch. So yeah. yeah, coming to the White Sox really helped him. His changeup is disgusting. Oh yeah. So and we still have Jace Fry, who's Jace I mean Fry. he's Child, hurt, but yeah. he's he he'll come back around May. Yeah, so. that's. And he's a southpaw, so that's huge. And you, you think about him a while ago, he was one of our better relievers, right. and now he's kind of in, not not to say distant, you know, but... You, but he's, you he's a lower him. tier, he's like, bullpen pitcher. Yeah. Bullpen, yeah. And he's still a, a very good pitcher. And I think so. Jimmy Cordero yeah. still has something to offer if yeah. it wasn't for Ricky Renneria putting him out there every day, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for true. Sure. I mean, but we don't have to we don't have to worry about Ricky anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Love our boy Ricky, but, you know... Great, great players manager, but... Not... When it comes to decisions, especially yeah, when it comes to there's pitching, there's definitely some um, question marks there. Huge question yeah. marks, I'd say. So yeah, for the pitchers, I mean we're pretty set. One but more, yes. one more thing to touch on, though. Honestly, I think for this team to be a serious World Series contender, I think we either need we need one of Dylan Cease, Reynaldo Lopez, and Carlos Rodon to break out. Yeah. If, if someone were to do I it, think Cease would, would, you would think? I think Cease would think be Cease, the best, best like, bet. Yeah, like they said on the White Sox talk back, I think Cease is the X factor. Yeah, because yeah. obviously he's got the potential. He th- he he was one of the top average fastball throwers in the uh-huh. majors last year, but obviously the command was in question. But and they were like like I said, uh, bringing in the roving instructor Jerry Naren, That's gonna help speed up Zach Collins. Or er, wait a minute. No, that's that's never mind. I, I was thinking, I was thinking for the pitching, but I was so go ahead, go ahead. Well, go we ahead. can talk about the coaching staff with uh, Ethan Katz, but yeah, yeah, um, he's working wonders with the core velocity belt with Dylan Cease. Obviously, everyone's saying in camp that Dylan Cease is looking amazing right now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's he's if he can come around, that's that's like that is the key that will take our team to the next yeah, level. Yeah, he's got ace potential. Right now, he's he's our number four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. the difference between. Uh, a really good one through three and a really good one through four is the difference of you making it to the DS to the World Series. Oh, obviously. yeah. yeah no doubt about it. 
because if you think about it, when you get in the playoffs, they don't they barely even use a four man rotation. Exactly. It's mainly three. So if you can have one of those stud rotation pieces coming out of the bullpen, like Julio Urias for the Dodgers, yeah. he was lights out. Yeah, like a weapon. I mean, exactly. You just pull him out at any time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we we in so the past key. couple of years, I feel like in the playoffs, we've seen more and more bullpen games. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, they're more elite and. I mean, look at the Rays. They have guys that just come out and throw 100. And there was a game, movement. one of the games against the Athletics, we used like nine pitchers that, that used eight, three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, Garrett Crochet got hurt in that game, so it could have yeah. looked a lot different. But yep. Yeah, it was all bullpen. Sorry, we don't, we don't have to. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that bring back some memories right there. I mean, Dane Dunning's last game Dane was a white Dunning, sock. Oh, yeah. yes. Yep. Hope good things for Dane Dunning. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Um, we can go to the position battles now. Uh, we can start with, with catching. Um, who do we think is going to back up Grandall? Is it going to be Luke Roy or Collins? I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Collins fan. Mm-hmm. I just like his approach. I like his discipline. But I don't. I think it's eventually going to be Jonathan Lucroy. I think yeah. he'll break camp with, with the Sox. But I still think Collins will be on the roster. I do too, for yeah. sure. What do you think? Uh, I think... I think it should be Collins, but and I think it's going to be Luke Roy. Yeah, to be honest my with exact you. thoughts. Yeah, because the way the way they like in the manner that they find they signed him, it kind of just gave like it had backup catcher written all over yeah. it. Honestly, because they've talked like for a guy who uh, would have been in AAA to start the year, they wouldn't be talking about him as much as they are in camp right now. Right. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. wouldn't be as relevant as he is. Right. Yeah, and I mean, we don't know. Maybe they brought in Luke Roy to compete with Collins, and maybe. Try yeah, to spark some more talent out of Collins. Yeah, I mean he's if uh, Lucroy has been there, done that, you know, multiple yeah, time All Star. He's he's in his mid thirties and he's he's been a journeyman. He's been on like eight or nine different teams, yeah. but yeah. he's you know he's kind of like a he's a safe bet as a backup catcher. But I feel like Collins the upside though. Like exactly. I feel like you have to take the chance and on that. We, we haven't really given much opportunities. He no. doesn't have a lot of plate appearances in, right. in the majors, and I'm, I just want to see what he can do with a few more at bats right. exactly. on I, a consistent basis. I think I I hope at least if Lucor is a backup catcher that they give Collins a lot of a lot of leeway as a DH mm-hmm. at the yeah. beginning of the year at least before. Yeah, cuz Vaughn sorry to cut you off but Vaughn like I feel like he can't just jump in and and be the the DH all the time, you know. No, no, no definitely not. Yeah. He's going to need to get some plate appearances in the big leagues first yeah. before he gets settled. And so. with young guys, you kind of got to sit them down every once in a while. Yeah, but every, yeah, every rookie has a rookie slump. I mean, look at Luis Robert. Yeah, they always talk about a rookie slump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you have to give your rookies some days off because it's mentally rough on them. Yeah, I mean, especially going from single A to the to the big leagues, like that's a massive and jump. Vaughn, yeah, Vaughn hasn't played a full 162 game. He has, I believe, 55 career minor league games. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, the upside on him is just huge. Oh, but yeah, he's another guy that his plate discipline is what got him drafted. Right. Obviously, he can rake. Right. But our front office likes guys who have the discipline, and that's if he makes the starting uh, opening day starting lineup, mm-hmm. that it'll be because of that. Right. And I think yeah. that's a possibility. I mean, we're gonna. I think it's gonna be between Collins and Vaughn for that first DH spot. But mm-hmm. if Vaughn can be ready for opening day, that would be huge. Yeah, and I mean, definitely. Time will tell because if if one guy rakes in spring training and the other guy doesn't, that that could be the difference maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Vaughn will won't struggle as bad as maybe like Eloy or Robert did. Like yeah. better uh, approach makes the yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His plate discipline is a yes. lot better than those right. guys. I think, Definitely. and he's willing to take a walk. Eloy and uh, Robert kind of sh- were prone to chasing the off speed pitch in the outside mm-hmm. corner. Yeah, so. 
if uh, if he can lay off that pitch when he comes up, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, and Lucas Giolito said last spring training, uh, summer camp part two, that Andrew Vaughn and Nick Madrigal are paying in their butts because they don't strike out. They put right. the ball in play, and they don't swing at yeah. pitches. Exactly. I think the power may not, like, he may not come out and hit, like, ten home runs in his first month or anything yeah. like that, but I think – I think he'll get some get some hits here and there. Walk. A I bit. was about to say with with having discipline, he's not gonna come out like and have an, a fantastic start like Robert did. And I I think that's part of not being as disciplined. Like you can get kind of lucky and start yeah, off really no, yeah, hot. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But then with not being disciplined, we saw the second half of the season wasn't that great. Yeah. But with Vaughn, he's going to start out. I feel like way more consistent. Yeah, he's gonna stay within himself. He's not gonna go out there and try to light the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Right and you, I mean, you look at our lineup. We don't need him to be fantastic no we don't no, exactly. how many stars we have in our lineup right. we don't need him to light the world right. on fire so <laughs> if he was league average that would literally be a oh, massive up, upgrade up, up, yeah <laughs> compared to our past, <laughs> past ths oh my gosh decade or so yeah yeah Ed- edwin last year was a uh, um, alonzo matt davidson <laughs> i mean and Matt Davidson, oh. he had a good month that one time, right? <laughs> yeah, he would hit some home runs, but <laughs> wouldn't D- do much else. DH has definitely been an adventure. Yeah, he does, Andrew Vaughn doesn't have to do much to compare to those guys. So. Right, right. That's, yeah, he, I mean, like you guys said, all he has to do is be average. Yeah, so. yeah and he's definitely going to see pitches that hit because they're going to attack the rookie over uh, Eloy Jimenez. Oh, yeah. Eloy uh, Obreu, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. He's going to be the one getting the fastballs. Mm-hmm. And then even like... We have a, a few bench spots. I mean, Louis Garcia is the utilities man, utility man. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I think he, he can he can play every position, not like extremely well, but outside of catcher, like yeah, you could no. literally throw him anywhere. Yeah, he's he's perfect. He's perfect for a bench. Yeah. you need that kind of guy. That can, oh yeah, you can plug and play wherever. <laughs> he's even versatile at the plate. He's a switch hitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he literally <laughs> he does it all. He's a he's a human Swiss Army knife, I guess. Exactly. Honestly, yeah, that's well, yeah. And he's quick. He can hit. He has a little bit of pop in his bat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He won um, a Gold Glove here, no? Um, I'm not sure about that. He may have been a finalist. Yeah. But, uh, he. I don't think he's won one exactly, but okay. He's he's a solid outfielder. Yeah, he's definitely a solid bench um, bat to have. He's solid at second base. I mean, the other t- the other three infield spots probably a little iffy, but he can definitely get it done. Yeah, um, well, he, I think he's pretty comfortable at shortstop too, but well, obviously yeah, yeah, he's not going to yeah, play. He came there, up as a shortstop, so that that's what gives him the athleticism right. to play all these kind of positions. Yeah, right. And then uh, he, I mean, he's a solid hitter. I mean, for yeah. a utility guy, I I think I think he he doesn't get as much respect. Yeah, as and he he he's not going to be hitting at the top of the order. He's a solid hitter for the back yeah, exactly. end of the mm-hmm. starting oh, lineup. So. I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of Yomer Sanchez. Yomer Sanchez, oh, yeah. he won a Gold Glove yeah, in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he is now with the Orioles, <laughs> but with uh, Leori, yeah, I mean he he doesn't really walk very much, and he does well, he swings a lot. But mm-hmm. I mean I don't really mind that out of a guy who's not playing that much anyways, because he can he can light a spark sometimes with a with oh a yeah big hit no he, doubt he hustles he he, he exactly. gives it all he got oh on yeah the field oh yeah for sure and then we still have Danny Mendick who could come in as yeah, a utility he, guy. he showed some promise in 2020 without a doubt yeah mm-hmm. he's solid I mean his glove's not too bad and he can. He can hit and hit some decent liner and line mm-hmm. drives. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's still he's still got some potential, honestly, because he hasn't really played a crazy amount. He's yeah, he's twenty seven. I mean he's still he's still got some room yeah. to improve for sure. I don't see him being like an everyday everyday guy for him. No, no, definitely not. Not with, but not with World Series aspirations. Nah, but. I but I think the back could come around a little more than mm-hmm. it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then like you said earlier, we can get into some of these new coaches and I mean 
even just Larusa with the clubhouse yeah. and everything. We touched on that a little bit earlier, but um, I'm just I don't know. I'm beyond impressed with Larusa so far. Yeah, I mean he he came out day one. He's like, all right, this is going to be a family environment. We need mm-hmm. to stick together to be able to succeed. Yep. And he's done just that, and the players have his back, and that's something you love to see. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that he came in trying to earn respect off day one. Like, yeah. he didn't come yeah. in mm-hmm. just trying to use his reputation as a reason exactly. that he should have respect he, he, instantly. Yeah, he wasn't like, okay, I'm a Hall of Famer. You guys are going to respect exactly. me. Yeah. He said, you need to earn trust first, and that's what he's trying to do. Exactly. Right. He's coming in acting like he's a he's a 30-year-old manager who's never coached like, before. This is his first job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and I, I like that, honestly. It mm-hmm. shows that he's still, like, he wants to – connect with the players on a personal level and he's i mean clearly he's still hungry to win so mm-hmm. yeah if he wasn't he wouldn't be on this team <laughs> for yeah. sure i i've seen a i've seen a bunch of reports about him uh spending a lot of time with uh players and messing around with players and talking to them and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i'm hoping i'm hoping that can uh stay consistent throughout the season but yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty optimistic about tony right now yeah when it, when it first happened i was like oh this is such a jerry jerry hire but like <laughs> you see with time I think it'll be good. Maybe. Yeah, me too. I was, I mean, I was the same way. I, w- I was hoping for a um, AJ Hinch possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, same. Definitely. That, that was, I think that was my number one. But when I saw Tony at first, I'm like, bringing in a 76 year old guy like yeah, for this there's, there's team that's in their mid 20s. Yeah. But I mean, if anybody knows baseball on this earth, it's Tony Larusso for yeah. sure. Definitely. And then we have new signings like Ethan Katz, uh, new pitching coach. Yep, Lucas yeah. Giolito's high school pitching coach worked wonders for Gio. That's huge. Yeah, he's definitely one of the uh, the one of the most innovative pitching guys out there right now. He's uh, he's all into the analytic analytics and, and stuff like that. I think that move might be the most underrated of the offseason. Yeah, that could easily so. be overlooked. Don Cooper's obviously a White Sox legend, but mm-hmm. we needed we needed that new age type coach oh, yeah. Ethan Katz is is that oh yeah yeah for sure I've from everything I've seen around the MLB everyone's been pretty uh glowing giving glowing reviews about him I mean he's everyone's calling it a great hire so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking we did a good job yeah <laughs> Giolito said right when he got hired he was he was hitting up all the pitchers and he was ready to get to work oh yeah that's that's great when like a coach comes in, even a new player, and they're automatically like getting all the players' numbers. Just mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that that just shows like that these guys they want to play with each other first of all, and they're just they they want to win. That's bottom line. They want to win. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's on the same page. Ethan Katz and uh, Kurt Hassler, the bullpen pitching coach, are they're all on the same page. Larusa, they've had no hiccups. They're all trending in the right direction. Oh yeah. yeah. And with all of the uh, the new hiring. Uh, of coaches we've had i i like that we do have some continuity with uh, frank manichino the hitting coach yeah mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of manichino yeah i think he did a great job last year um no disrespect to um todd steverson yeah <laughs> todd, yeah <laughs> see that's how forgettable he was uh, <laughs> uh yeah i mean no disrespect to todd steverson or anything like right. that but uh frank manichino i mean i think I think that w- another year with the players, we'll, ev- we'll get guys like Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez mm-hmm. with uh, more plate discipline, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And that just, sh- by these hirings, that like shows you that, okay, we're, we're not taking this lightly. We're yeah. ready to win. And we need new guys. Like I brought up earlier, I don't know why I, I had Zach Collins in my <laughs> mind, but the, the new roving instructor, Jerry Naren, like they said we brought him in to speed up like a specific player's development this just shows that like we're so comfortable with the guys that we have right now like bringing in this pitching coach 
he has experience with Giolito. Like, we're putting all of our trust in these guys, and we're making signings for our players. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's have, huge. You have to take risks to be able to be rewarded. And I mean, right. these risks are, and in my opinion, going to work out. I, I think so, too. But, like, just outside of the. I wish we would have taken more financial risks. I guess you could say, yeah, well, but yeah, definitely. But with Jerry as owner, you know, it's not. Yeah, there's it's only not gonna, so much you could yeah, hope for. Happen, really, after uh, after we get fans in the seats, who knows? Maybe maybe that money comes back around. But yeah. for now, who I knows? mean, Rickon said the money's going to be spent. I, w- I was hoping it wasn't the 74 million we spent on ground all. That's yeah. it. But. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that money gets spent in uh, the form of extensions. I hope we'll so, see. too. Yeah, extensions yeah, are going to be huge. Yeah, we're definitely really good with the young prospect extensions, which is obviously solid, but, you know, you need those high-end veteran free agents, oh, too. Yeah. So Yeah, I think, I think a, a Giolito and a Lancelin extension would be uh, pretty yeah, good right I, about I, now. I need that Giolito extension ASAP. I, need I, that. Think, I think we all do. <laughs> I mean, he's... I'd say he's a top ten pitcher in the league right now, oh, and yeah, I mean yeah. he has potential to be top three in a few years. Yeah. He's got the third best odds to win the Cy Young in the AL, so yeah, it's just music to my ears, honestly. It. Just right behind Garrett Cole and, and Shane, Shane Bieber, Bieber it's pretty good company. Yeah, I, 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 great company, fantastic company, <laughs> and he's on the come up too. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so is Shane Bieber, I guess you could say, because he's still fairly young, but um, yeah. Garrett Cole, I mean, he's kind of towards the middle yeah. end yeah. of his career. I mean, he's still got a a decent amount of years mm-hmm. to you know be what he is yeah. now but but i but just with like right? with yeah. giolito i feel like he he hasn't even reached his full potential yet you know no, he's just getting close. started yeah, not even close yeah. like joe said yeah i've seen almost everyone trying to project what his ceiling is going to be and a lot of people really don't I even mean, know how to gauge it yet yeah. if you think about it giolito's been basically a two-pitch pitcher the past two years right over yeah. this offseason he's been working on refining that slider with ethan katz yeah if he can get that third pitch he's going to be unhittable oh yeah yeah exactly because he's got that he's got that length and he's releasing the ball so far yeah f- very far. deceptive yeah, yeah exactly i mean on t- on basically two pitches he has the most swinging strikes in the zone in the zone in the league over the past what two seasons i think uh something like that yeah yeah. he has more than jacob Degrom, so that just shows you how like on top of the toes the hitters yeah the speed differential is like 50 miles per hour i think between the fastball change up yeah exactly it's insane and and they almost know what's coming because it's it's 50 50 chance (laughs) right i mean if you if you trim it down to a thirty percent chance, it's gonna be a lot lower <laughs> chance of hitting it. So right, he's got a pitch he's working on called the downer. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like a twelve six, but he, he just says it's go straight down. Right. So he might feature it, but that's another pitch he's working on. With right. Cats. Yeah. Um. I mean, outside of bringing in new uh co- coaches and a new manager for just like the clubhouse environment, there's guys like Giolito Anderson coming out to the press with saying that last year we weren't aggressive enough we have a new killer instinct love i'm it. i'm eating this up right love now love it <laughs> I'm absolutely it love it you need that to win a world series you need to get angry you can't because they admitted last year once they made the playoffs they're they're taking it a little and, easier and we saw that because i remember when we first clinched and a, and a few games after abreu was in an interview he's like we just took the our foots off the gas mm-hmm. for some reason so i'm like all right these guys are going to turn it around and, and we never really lit that fire back so no they got comfortable which is like okay you'll expect that from young guys because mm-hmm. they don't know what the playoffs is yet so they're right. just happy to be there right but now they know they have more expectations than making the playoffs exactly uh, again i keep referring to the white Sox talk podcast but giolito said playoffs are expected now we're not trying to just make the playoffs we're yeah. trying to win it all right yeah, yeah multiple times mm-hmm. too 
I think uh, I think the coaching and uh, the, well, the new coaching and then the uh, new players added kind of provided like a spark to the team, and they realized like, all right, let's go time. Oh, definitely. You, know you see, I mean? you see, Lynn and Hendricks screaming their lungs out when they get a big out. You just you love to see that energy. Oh, yeah. You love that competitiveness. You need that on this team. Definitely. There was a uh, there was a clip of was it Hendricks versus Eaton where he was mad he was yelling at oh, himself because he, he threw a bad in, pitch. He walked him in a live at bat. A These few guys days ago and he it's was furious with himself. Beginning of spring training and they're already just the, the competitive juices are flowing. Yeah, and you love to see it. Hendricks even said he hates facing guys like Adam Eaton that oh, don't yeah. strike out and. Yeah, you could you could see it in that video. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, a quote from Lucas Giolito: "We need to step on throats. We need to try to kill other teams until the very end." So feed it, feed it to me. Oh yeah, give it to me. <laughs> and uh, Tim Anderson also recently had a quote of saying that uh, they think they have a pretty good chance of whooping on the Twins <laughs> this year. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that comes to fruition. But uh, you mean, said whooping on the twins. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. He's ready. They have a good They're calling he's people ready, out, baby. He's ready to claim that AL Central division. Oh yeah, baby. We should. I mean, we should have had it last year. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah we should have. I I will say it is the twins division until we take it away from them. Totally so. agree. Totally yeah. agree. We have to go out and prove ourselves this year for sure. We no doubt. Definitely have the pet, uh, potential to do that. No doubt. And it's just nice seeing the. I mean. Like in hockey, you have people with the uh, with the C on their jersey as a captain, mm-hmm. and A. I mean, you got to give that to like I'd say Giolito and Anderson. Anderson might be the team captain just with with yeah. the with the way that he's been so vocal and just reaching out to everybody and definitely just his his competitive nature. I mean, you could argue that he's the captain of this team. He's the face of the White Sox, without yep. a doubt. Yeah, I think for sure. So. Uh, we could talk about the impact that some of the new guys are having, like, or that they will have, like Lynn Hendricks and Eaton. And Eaton was on the team before, but I feel like we're seeing a new player because he's a World Series champ now. Yeah, he's so. got the World uh, World Series uh, experience and winning mm-hmm. experience. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. He uh, he definitely brings kind of the fire that these that all the other new guys kind of bring. Like Lynn Hendricks and Eaton all kind of have that uh, that killer instinct. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't they don't really take any crap from anyone, you know. No. Oh yeah, for sure. And then the Lynn signing was pretty big news, but I I don't think people realize how how big that it was for our rotation. No, I think that was the biggest acquisition because yeah, I mean when we went into Game Three with a question mark, we didn't declare the starter <laughs> until like three games and before. That's, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, yeah, and Lynn is going to solidify the rotation, and it was much needed. Oh yeah. Yeah, and. He, Lance Lynn may not be the sexiest name, but I mean, two, <laughs> yeah. two uh, top ten Cy Young finishes are kind of uh, oh yeah, he's kind of nothing to sleep. I mean, he's definitely, oh, yeah, he's definitely got the sexy body though. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Lance Lynn is a unit. Yeah, obviously the Hendricks is you know he's he's a sexier name if we're putting it this way, but Lynn I think is going to have the most impact. I I agree for sure. I agree. And the. I think the best part about it is how much of a workhorse he is. He's willing to go out there and throw six innings and 115 pitches every Yeah, you, you have to tackle him to take the ball away from him. So. Oh, yeah. Exactly. The first conversation Lynn and Katz said is like, yo, sometimes I'm I'm going to be mad at you for taking the ball out of my hand. Just yeah. realize that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think a guy like Adam Eaton's kind of a slept-on signing also because he provides some good balance to the lineup because for a, a lineup that did so well last year, I – we didn't really walk very much. No, no. not nearly that's, as much as we should. That's exactly what Eaton brings that we don't really have is guys that walk. Exactly. Right. You have Grandal and Mancata, but other than that, yeah, you might have Vaughn too that does that. But yeah, some of our big boppers may go up there, and 
swing for the fences, but they might strike out on three pitches and exactly. keep their pitcher's pitch count lower. But a guy like Adam Eaton's going to go up there and work at eight, nine pitch count and, w- and draw a walk. So mm-hmm. I think you kind of need those guys over the course of a season to balance things out. Exactly. And right. I mean, right field's exactly like the DH. You don't have to do much to be better than what we've had in the past. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I. As soon as he steps in the door, he's the best right fielder we've had <laughs> since Avisel Garcia. So. Yeah, I know. It's Wait, so it's going to be what, between him and Adam Engel most likely? Yeah, yeah it's it's most likely going to be a platoon because, in my in my opinion, Adam uh, Engel has earned the right to at least start against yeah. lefties. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. He's, uh, he's shredded lefties over the past few years. And, I mean, for him not to play against them, I just feel like, W- that would be a crime. And yeah. obviously, he brings the glove. I think he's got a better glove than Eaton. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if he, I think the only thing Eaton has maybe a speed in the field, but I think yeah, I think the only I think what Eaton has is uh, the ability to hit righties. But besides yeah, that, I think Engel's just uh, a decent player. I mean, p- he has kind of like a stigma around him when it comes to Sox fans because yeah, he was on the, the team when they Todd weren't Frazier that great. And, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I I think I think. He's gonna make an impact. Like yeah, his bat. I mean, think. his bat came to life last season too. So yeah, no, against righties, he's 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 solid. And like yep. I said, we don't need him to do much. He's going to be at the bottom of the lineup. Right. So mm-hmm. we don't need him to again light the world on fire. We just need something better than we had in the past. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I guess we could dive into. I mean. I don't really. W- if you guys want, we could talk about Liam Hendricks. We didn't really talk about yeah. him. Oh, that's much. true. That's true. I mean, good point. Okay, so game two against the White Sox, throws fifty pitches. So I'm thinking, oh, great, he's he's not he's not coming out for game three. There's no, no way. Yeah. There's no way. See him in game three. I'm like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, that was when I kind of knew this guy's kind of a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Cause he literally had he was not phased. He came in and the he got four outs, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and four, he was yeah. he was throwing a high nineties still. I'm like, yeah, what? He, he was his face was as red as ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he looked. His he had those uh, psychotic eyes just staring <laughs> at him. Yeah. He yeah. didn't look phased at all. I, no, that's the fire he brings. And I saw that. I'm like, I would love to have that man on my team. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely agree. And I think like with with Calame, he was he was a good yeah, reliever. But, but this was like the thing we had to do to upgrade that position. And we went out and we yeah. got the best guy in the league. Hendricks exactly. is going to strike out your guys. Calame is reliant on soft contact, which. Granted, he did. It worked, but I mean, yeah. I was always a little nervous. I was always nervous. Yeah, watching. it was and never pretty. I mean, he got the job done, but it was never pretty. And, and a lot of the advanced statistics point to him uh, regressing it. a lot. So that's a little that's a little scary to ride to your uh, back of your bullpen. Yeah, go to the, go to the Twins. We'll light him up a few appearances. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. still good. But. I I definitely I think we can all agree we'd rather have Liam Hendricks than oh, yeah, Alex Kyle, sure. man. Yeah. And just like like again, it, it all comes back to the clubhouse environment. This is a fiery guy yeah, that we just got. That's what Rakan and Kenny Williams said. They exactly. need they need they need that fire. They need that competitiveness in oh, the yeah. clubhouse. That's the kind of guy you want to get up for. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's the guy you love to have on your team, but hate facing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I think you could throw Eaton in that category a little bit mm-hmm. too. You know? Yeah, he's scrappy. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we could talk about potential players that can be traded for or away at the trade deadline yeah uh personally i mean my my eyes are set kind of high on uh the guys that were rumored to come to us this off season a little bit mm-hmm. uh, like the two brewers pitchers are the guys that i kind of want burns Woodruff. Yeah, yeah exactly uh, yeah those guys are gonna be uh you're gonna have to give up some players for them that's <laughs> for sure yeah right. i i mean 
it it would be tough definitely to let go of some of our key guys but I really I mean if our if our rotation like guys like Rodon or Lopez don't step up I feel like it could it could uh, give us a little boost you know yeah I totally agree and like I said, we, we don't have many holes in the lineup, so we can afford to give a hole in the lineup to add a hole, you know? Exactly, because I think a guy like Leori Garcia wouldn't be the worst at second base in the league, you know no. what I mean? No, he's serviceable without a doubt. Yeah. So, like, giving up a guy like Nick Madrigal and a few other uh, prospects that haven't came up yet for a guy like Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns, I think could help us out a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think... Like I said, the difference between a solid one through three and a one through a solid one through four are like huge. Yeah, it's nine days. Yeah, you don't know if Lynn will get extended. So if you trade for those guys, they have more control. Exactly, and mm-hmm. who knows if Dylan Cease actually does what he looks like right now? You yeah, know? correct. But the thing I love about Nick Madrigal is, I mean, he, he doesn't strike out. He's so much different no, from yeah. all the guys we have, and it's it's reassuring to be like, all right, if there's a guy on third with less than two outs, that guy's most likely gonna score like yeah. he'll put oh, the yeah. ball in play he'll do he'll do what he needs to do he's definitely like like a guy you kind of need on your team like a glue guy mm-hmm. and he's he's actually like very good like yeah calling him a glue guy kind of doesn't do him enough justice but right i think that if the team needed to go out and get a marquee guy like this he's kind of the most expendable you know what i mean oh yeah without a doubt because i mean he's got the highest floor but possibly the lowest ceiling out of all our major yeah. prospects. Yeah. Because he's never going to hit over no, 10 he, home runs yeah, a year. I'd be shocked if he gets five this year, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I could definitely see him going a full season without a home run, honestly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe like one or two. Hey, as long as he's got more than Nomar Mazar, I'm okay. <laughs> Get mean, it. Hey, he did He did homer off the NL Cy Young, so there's, there's something. <laughs> That's a good prop bet if uh, I've ever heard one. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that was that was a little brutal, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I think like like you said earlier, if we if we give up a guy and make a hole, I mean we have a Lurie Garcia, and if we we add to that to the pitching, I mean that I feel like it would be worth it, you know. Yeah, and we we might not trade for a top tier pitcher, but like a four and five, yeah, because that's yeah. what I kind of wanted over the free agency. Mm-hmm. But then they they resigned Rodon, and they're hoping that he can at least fill the five, or go like an opener. They can he can have solid two three innings and right. then give it up to the bullpen. But I think. I think a a four or five trade is more realistic than a top tier. But yeah, yeah, for sure, no I doubt. I get that. Uh, would Would you be willing to give up like Nick Madrigal, Madrigal for a guy like Marco Gonzalez, or do you think that's too little to get <sighs> I, back? I'm personally not a fan of Marco Gonzalez. Yeah. He, he, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. I'll I'll see how he does during this season because 2020 was a weird season with you know you don't face as much competition because we were only in the central he was only in the west which i guess the west is very tough division both sides but um i'm just not a huge fan of marco gonzalez okay i just wanted to gauge your uh your uh, bar on magic <laughs> and how you felt about marco gonzalez. yeah i mean if he's in the middle of a rotation it's it's whatever but all right it, it can't be much more than Nick Madrigal. Like, it's uh-huh. not going to be Madrigal and, like, a Stever-type guy. It's going to be a lower level after Madrigal, uh-huh. I would feel like. But right. Do you think Do you think Vaughn would be, like, a big enough package to give up just for, like, one ace? Like, Or do you think we would have to add in another We might have to add, add in, like, a Dahlquist or, like, a Matthew Thompson-type, like, a young high school pitcher that has potential. Okay. But, 
I mean, you hear all around the league that Vaughn's as good as it gets hitting wise. And I mean, Jim Cowell said he can be a 300 hitter with three, uh, 30 home runs. Like he's that good, and he's he walks. I'll so take that, take that he, I'll take day. that. I'll take that all day. Oh yeah, for sure, no doubt. We signed um, Tim Beckham too, right? Yeah. Tim Beckham. Yeah, that was Miami really deal. early in the season. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's still on suspension for the PEDs. I'm not exactly I'm not sure on that. I'm not completely sure. But I know, I think he's been in camp. Yeah, he's got a little pop in the bat. I mean, the defense is yeah. a little rough, but. Yeah. I don't mind him. I mean, no. I, if uh, if someone needs to get a spell in the infield, maybe like Nick Madrill or something, I, I wouldn't mind him back and getting a few ABs out there. No, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's got an okay bat. I mean, especially for like a lower level signing. Right. I, I don't mind that at all. For yeah. sure. And he's not even the backup out infielder. He's the second backup exactly. infielder. So I think, I think we're all right there. Yeah. It's just, I, I think the the biggest part for us was, like, everybody that we lost, whether it was, like, James McCann or, or Mazzara, we kind of, f- we filled all those holes. Like, we have the replacements, yeah, you mean, know? Obviously, losing James McCann is going to hurt a little bit because yeah. that, that was arguably the best one-two uh, catching yeah, tandem in the right there. League. But Grandal's a top-two catcher. Like, we don't need that. Right. Like, obviously, it was good to have, but that wasn't a necessity. Right. The necessity yeah. was our number three starter. For I sure. F- I feel like the only... Uh, player that like the only position that we lost that we s- downgraded from, I guess you could say, is backup catcher. But like it's backup catcher. Yeah, yeah that's so like yeah, that's not saying much. much. And, yeah. Gron- and Grandal has a track record of catching 130, 140 games. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. If you need Lou Croy or Collins to catch 25, 30 games, like okay, that's whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, we lost Al Calme, but obviously. Got Liam Hendricks, so that mm-hmm. was an upgrade in my opinion. Yeah. Gio Gonzalez losing him, I mean, that was whatever. I, I liked it when we first signed him. I thought he was going to be all right, but I mean, after didn't pan out after the first well. outing coming in uh, after Lopez hurt, and then yeah. of course Nelson yeah. Cruz took him deep. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Nelson Cruz is Nelson Cruz against us. So. Right, definitely didn't live up to uh, the expectations, but no. I mean, no. it happens. Uh, I mean, you're not going to hit on every signing, but and then Steve Shishak was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we lost Dane Dunning too, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's another guy. He's like Nick magical high floor, but kind of a low ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like he's, yeah. he's got the location. He's got some movement. I mean, right. I like Dunning, but to trade for Lance Lynn, which like you said, finished in the top 10 Cy Young voting back to back years. And, the necessity was there, so I'm okay right. with that trade. Yeah, yeah me it's too, hard for to sure. Argue with it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems like we were. I mean, all all the guys we lost, it seems like we're filling those holes pretty well. Yeah, we didn't have much holes to fill, but we we filled them. Yep. <laughs> we could uh, we can get into some of the statistics just to see, like, because we have we have Eaton versus right-handed pitchers, Angle versus left-handed pitchers. You you touched on that a little bit earlier. Yeah, like I said, Eaton like um, his averages between 2017 and 2020. And granted, 2020 was a, ye- a weird year for everybody, and mm-hmm. I'm not taking too much stock into that year. But I mean, he had an on-base percentage of 378, slugging percentage of 447, with an OPS of 825. Yeah. And when you look back on our previous right field production, that's a lot better than what we've had. Oh so, yeah. It's pretty, yeah. It's it's That's definitely great, serviceable, actually. no and doubt. A lot of guys wanted the Jock Peterson. I was a fan of it, but when you look closer into it, the Adam Eaton signing makes more sense, just because he doesn't strike out as much, right. And he gets on base, and we already have a lot of guys that strike out and hit home runs, yeah, like exactly. Jock Peterson. You need more, you need more consistency throughout the lineup. I think totally because, agree. Uh, because with a guy like Jock, he can he can very easily go into a slump and strike out. Oh yeah, six no doubt. Times in ten games, mm-hmm. and no it's doubt. Kind of like. I mean, w- I'd rather have a guy who's 
who's going to put the ball in play and see what happens. Yeah, you know? yeah. You you need those guys. You need that balance in the lineup. And, no doubt. And Adam Angle, past two years against lefties, uh, 66 games, 351 on base, 453 slugging with an 804 OPS. Like, that's a really solid platoon and for ha- the bottom yeah. of the lineup. Yeah, having those two options just, like, against – Different in, in different scenarios, that's huge. Honestly, like exactly. both both of them are fast. Difference. Both of them can play a solid right field. I mean, yeah, I exactly. take I take those two platoon over what we've had in the past. If you combine them as like one whole player, that's that's, that's a, a very that's good over, player. That's, <laughs> an over, that's an over eight hundred OPS and exactly. seven fifty is league average. Oh yeah, and we don't we if they were average, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, <laughs> with above average and speed. Exactly, and Adam Angles. Adam Angle can win a gold glove. He's got that potential. Oh, yeah, no oh, doubt. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, even outside of just the star-studded plays, like the robbing the home runs, he's just yeah, a great defender. In 2019, I think he had, like, three home run robs in, like, within a yeah. week. <laughs> and he saved no-hitter. <laughs> yeah, and Giolito's no-hitter, yeah. If you, I mean, yeah, if you look at Robert and Angle in the field, that's, like, those are two of the best defensive and outfielders Eloy in the league. And can just chill on the sideline, chill hanging on the fence. They're saying, they're <laughs> saying his defense. Don't worry. They're saying his defense is getting a little better. Yeah. so we'll see. Yeah, there's speculation about Eloy uh, as a DH, but I, I mean, I don't want to no, see that. No, no. and He's the team, young. the team came out and they said they don't yeah, want to see Khan that. Rick said we yeah. see him as our future left fielder, and yeah. Eloy hates being defensively replaced. Oh yeah, in like I know. The eighth he, and ninth inning. Yeah. He, yeah, he does not like that. He wants to be a complete player. Yeah, and Eloy's work ethic. I think he can be at least a, an average defender. That's all we yeah, really need him to that's be. All you need because when you have two other <laughs> elite outfielders, yeah, when you have Luis Robert robbing. Eloy of fly balls you don't need Eloy yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah if Robert can take the hard ones then and he just has to be serviceable yeah, yeah exactly because I, I I hate seeing guys that young uh coming up and having That's to DH, be a DH yeah. I mean I we, could see it we're gonna like, do it this year obviously but he, he could play first base I could see it uh, yeah I could see it with like Jordan Alvarez yeah exactly that's that's like, the kind of example I'm like like, but how yeah, can you I mean, not play the outfield? You, we now legitly can say we have a gold glove center fielder in Luis Robert. For yeah. his rookie year already. That's he's huge. got a one gold that's, glove. That's huge. And I, and the first half of the season, I mean, he was literally on pace he to win rookie weird. of the year. There was MVP conversations with him at the first half of the year. He was, yeah. I didn't think he would start that good because I think I thought he would be a little swinging out of the strike yeah. zone. But and we saw that the second we, half. Yeah, of we the season, yeah, we definitely saw that in the second yeah. half. I mean, look at look at here with his second half: two thirty-seven on base, one seventy-three slugging percentage, yeah. four oh nine OPS. He had only one extra base hit. I want to say he had one home run with zero doubles. I didn't yeah. I didn't check the triples, but I mean zero doubles and one home run is a little. A little scary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I, I think it just comes with the, the oh, rookie slump a little yeah. bit, you know. Like, with, like with a longer season, like say they played the extra hundred and two games that mm-hmm. they could have played. Yeah. Uh, he that that second half in quotations wouldn't have. Yeah, it wouldn't really have made been that bad. It would have been like just a two month stretch where a rookie struggles like any other. Right. Yeah. Any other situation. It only seemed that bad because we only did have sixty games, so that yeah. thirty games felt was half the season so yeah. it wasn't long. right but i think the early struggles is going to benefit him in the future like Definitely. he got those struggles out of the way already oh yeah and in the postseason he was hitting the ball hard yeah because i think i 
from what I remember, Eloy struggled in his like first month yeah. and a half or so, mm-hmm. and no one right. really batted an eye because he's finished with good numbers. Yeah. So I think the same thing would have happened with Robert. Uh, Eloy tore it up in September. I think he yeah. I think he may have got player of the month. Him or, or something. Moncada did. Yeah. Both of them tore it up. Well, even even with Robert struggling at the plate the second half, he still he's proved still, himself yeah. as an elite defender. Exactly. So yeah. he'll so he'll do it. He's definitely going to do it one side of the ball, oh, yeah. and he's definitely got the potential to do it on both sides of the oh, ball. Oh, easily, easily on both sides. Yeah, for sure. And then we were talking about the DH production. Right. Edwin Encarnacion <laughs> for $12 million. I expected, uh, I think all of us expected. 250 on base oh, percentage. Yeah. 377 slugging, a 627 OPS. <laughs> and for DHs, obviously all they are supposed to do is hit the ball. Yeah. And he didn't really hit and the ball. And wildly <laughs> under league average is we, just. Yeah. It was we, we have league average at about 750, <laughs> but for a DH, honestly, oh, I would put it more 800. around like 780. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking. But, I mean. If if it was seven fifty, it would be like all right, like whatever. He was average, so yeah, it's cool. But then six twenty seven. <laughs> to think that <gasps> Matt Davidson's been our best DH <laughs> for the past three years is pretty outrageous. And and he, he was still below average. He went, yeah, he, didn't he, he go through like a wildly horrendous dra- uh, hitting drought? Was that him? Uh, n- I think that was Daniel Palka. Daniel oh, Daniel Palka, Palka. But okay. pinch hitter, Got great. <laughs> but uh. But Matt Davidson, I, I don't know. I mean, he was where okay. Is, he where is Matt really Davidson now? Though. Matt Davidson right now is on the Dodgers. Okay. Yeah. Is he gonna not even make on the Dodgers? Yeah, n- not in roster. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he hits 50 home runs with the Dodgers just because it's the Dodgers. But yeah, yeah. they have something in the water over there. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. But uh, Andrew Vaughn, obviously, it's minor league, and it was only 55 games, but Still. a 384 on base, yeah. 449 slugging with an 833 OPS. I think the on-base will always be there just because of his, like we discussed earlier, his, his, play, his plate approach and his discipline. Yeah. It's it's going to be there. That's not going to change much. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it's going to be a little more difficult just because it's major leagues. But like I said, we don't need him to do much to be able to produce better than the ones we've had before. Right. And all he needs to do is be average. And Giolito already coming out and saying that he's been a problem. Mm-hmm. And just hearing how he's been doing at spring training already. Yeah, um, yeah he that's going to be huge. All he needs to do is be average. So, and yeah. if he, and, and he, I mean, the ceiling's pretty high with him, I, I'd oh, say. Yeah, like, without a doubt, like I said, Jim Callis of uh, MLB Pipeline said he could be a 300 hitter with three, 30 home runs. I mean, yeah, I give expect, that to me. I expect him to uh, at least come up 100 points of OPS higher than Edwin Encarnacion did last year. So that's right. already a pretty good, pretty good upgrade, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he'd still be under league average if he did that, but still. I feel like his on base could definitely be better than Encarnacion's, too. I could see at least a 320 on base, which is league average. Right. <laughs> yeah, 250, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's rough. Yeah, there's definitely some swings from Encarnacion. I'm like, Jesus, you've been in the league how long and you're still swinging at that? I know, that? dude. That was just. <laughs> The, it was it was kind of it was brutal watching him for a good part of the season. Um, you brought up Eloy earlier uh, yes. in left field. I mean, when you look at his career it's stats, very 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 underrated. overlooked. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah. Even last year, he won a Silver Slugger, and you know we weren't really talking about him. Went under the radar completely. Yeah, because of Bray, he was the MVP, and you know Tim Anderson's Tim Anderson. Right. But 177 career games, a 321 on base, 527 slugging with an 848 OPS. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the on base percentage is right around average. Those other two stats are like wildly above yeah, average, yeah. without a doubt. His, and his slugging percentage is only going to get better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. Like, I wasn't even surprised that he won that silver slugger last year, honestly. Like, I, 
that's just what I came he, come to expect what he does. of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he'll hit he'll hit like the forty home runs in his sleep. He'll hit in the route right around like two ninety ish, and have a a little bit above average uh, on base percentage, I think, in his prime. He will, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's just kind of the player he is. Yeah, and his, his acceptance to hit to that other other side of the field, the right field, he right. hits a lot of home runs to the right side of the field. Exactly. Like he, he, he uses all the fields. That's, so. that's why I feel like what he does is so sustainable because he's just willing he's willing to hit the ball uh, to any field, honestly, at all times, yeah. no matter no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, already, yeah. already 45 career home runs and three of those at least come off the Cubs, which is you love to see. Oh, yeah. Those hit so I mean, much. The, the one, so the much one in 2020, I was just like, wow, that thing was crushed. Yeah. yeah. That thing just kept going. It's just th- uh, something to look for whenever Eloy is coming out of a slump is whenever he hits, starts hitting the ball to the opposite field, uh, like consistently, that's mm-hmm. that's when you know he's going to start hitting home yeah, runs. And that's what Steve Stone preaches exactly, all the time. Exactly, yeah. When, he, when a hitter hits the opposite field, they're, they're on – and you know Eloy still has got to work on the discipline a little bit. He still gets a little, a little shaky on the outside sliders, but that's going to come with age. And right. this is this is only what 15 games past a one season. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's still room to improve. So right, right, and um, yeah, with Mancada, I mean his outside of last year he just never he even said he never felt like himself no, yeah covid hit him yeah. he's got the lingering uh effects of that and he said he didn't really he didn't feel it in his legs he wasn't conditioned from the the virus mm-hmm. yeah, you could definitely tell for sure yeah. from some of his swings and stuff it was like yeah it was all and just some of the effort yeah. in the field too you know yeah he, he just seems sluggish at all times mm-hmm. yeah i think the one play he ran from first to home and they didn't know if he can go out there in the, the to defend yeah. because he was so gassed like yeah. he couldn't catch his breath and a guy that was 25 at the time in really good shape yeah you know that just shows how much it affected him right and he said he didn't really come around until the very end yeah, of the you, season. You saw you that. In, yeah, you saw that in the playoffs. He was hitting the ball hard. He was yeah. just right at people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that was, that was, yeah. That was pretty uh, pretty hard to watch, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> How many times he smoked the ball and exactly. didn't get anything for it. And that's yeah. just, you know, that's just kind of the bad luck that comes with the yeah. game sometimes. At least, you know, right now he says he feels great. He's, he's got releasing a, music. He's got a hit song on the way. I love how he said he was going to use his song as his walk-up song. Talk about an ultimate flex. <laughs> that <laughs> is the biggest flex. flex. Hey, what's your walk-up song? Oh, it's, it's a song that song. I wrote. <laughs> it's honestly not even a bad song. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely, no, it's catchy. definitely yeah. good. I don't really, I don't speak too much Spanish or anything like that, but it sounds good. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's saying. It does, it does sound good. Yeah, that's how it is with he's, Spanish songs. He put on some dance moves in the video. Uh, yeah, as long as it sounds good, that's all that matters. Honestly. You'll, you'll have the stadium rocking to that. He looks good in the video, too. I mean, yeah. you know. He's a good-looking man. Oh, yeah. Johan, very handsome man. Mm-hmm. Better player, though. Facts. Um, yeah, I mean, Abreu, MVP last year. That was Great huge. Year. We Definitely. had... Robert was an MVP candidate for a while. Tim Anderson was an MVP candidate yeah, if, for a while. If you really look at the lineup, we have five potential MVP candidates. Right. I mean, the lineup is that deep and the talent is that big. Like, yep. We have that. Uh, so, real quick, uh, what do you guys have for a team prediction, like overall regular season record? Where are they finished in the division, and then how far do they make it in the playoffs? I, I have them finishing 90 and 62. I have them just reaching 90 wins, and I think they're going to be two or three games ahead of the Twins. Okay. Uh, how far do you see them making in the playoffs? Then? Oof, good question. If 
obviously we'll have to see the weight, how the rotation pans out, and how Cease and yeah, Rodon it's a, Lopez. It's an early prediction. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I have them losing in the CS, the ALCS. Okay. What about you? I'd say upper 80s for wins. i say we edge the Twins out by a game. Um, I like it. Come down to last week. And I don't know, man, because there's teams like the Yankees that could give us a run for our money, but, I mean, they have their problems, too. They have too. question marks. Every team has their question marks, except um, the Dodgers, because, like I said, they're the Dodgers. But I'd say I'd, I I think I'd agree with ALCS, but I – I would not be surprised if we end up making the World Series. Oh no, they year. could easily they can easily win a hundred games. Oh, I said ninety and sixty two. I meant ninety and seventy two. Sorry, yeah. I don't know how to do math. No, that's all right. Um, I don't but really. Yeah, they they wouldn't. I, it would not shock <laughs> me to to win a hundred games. Like yeah. they have that big of a potential. I guess I could say, if I had to give a prediction, I'd say World Series and then World Series loss. <laughs> Oof. Man, to the Dodgers, like that. Oh. Right. Uh, <laughs> that would be my prediction. As long as they don't get swept, I'm okay with yeah. that. Personally, I have them at 93 wings. Wins 93, like five it. games ahead of the Twins. Give me that. 88, and the Twins are at 88, obviously. Uh, and I have them going to the World Series and winning it all. Oh, let's go. You wrote it here for. Who do you think they're gonna play, the Dodgers? Um. You know, I mean, that would be I ideal. You know, for you. everyone wants to see the Sox White, and Padres. White Sox, That's true. White Sox, Braves, World Series. I like the Braves. I, I like the Braves. I like the Braves too. And with the Padres, I feel like they have so many big time names, but I don't know if the chemistry's there yet or the playoff experience. Yeah, I think the fair. yeah, that's fair. The, the Braves have had a lot of con- continuity, so I, I mean, think they, and their players they've been are a so building like they have an MVP of their own. Freddie Freeman's a beast. Oh yeah, Freddie and Freeman. And they have a guy who can go out Acuna. and hit sixty and oh, sixty if anyone else could. So. Albies, which literally in basement. Dansby yeah. Swanson still has the potential to come into his own. Oh yeah, yeah. Travis Darno with a breakout year in 2020. I mean, Max Free, Charlie Morton. Yeah. They, they still their got rotation. They still they have, have a guys like Christian Pache and uh, Austin Riley who could easily break out and be studs of their own. So mm, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, Pache is already one of the best defensive center fielders yeah, in the league. He's, he's, he's he really hasn't even definitely won't be shocked if he wins a Gold Glove. Oh exactly. yeah. Um, well, now onto some uh, less exciting news. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, the other ta- other side of town. <laughs> yeah. As you can s- tell, we're all not Cubs fans. The new second team of the city, the Chicago Cubs. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a fair point Sox to say. Sox are finally getting their time. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, despite the Cubs taking a step back from recent years, they still have a pretty good chance to win the division, I'd say. Yeah, their division is yeah. very much in reach. I, I mean, you have the Cardinals that traded for Nolan Arenado, but... right. He can only one player can only yeah, do so much. Yeah, anything can happen. It would not shock me if the Cubs won the division. Yeah, right. and I wouldn't say they're necessarily in a rebuild. I would say it's more of like a re yeah, like a change of scenery they're type in, stuff. Right, yeah. they're in a very weird position. I'd say right now. Yeah, because they got rid of their best, well, their best pitcher. Well, right. they got rid of four pitchers in their rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, Chatwood was somewhat in the Chatwood, rotation. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, they're starting center fielder. They're starting left fielder. And one of their key relievers, and their backup catcher. And so a, like, yeah, Victor Carantini was a solid backup catcher. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And he had some time at first base also. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, mean, yeah. Go I, ahead. It's it's pretty tough because you want to say that they have a decent team still because they still have most of the core players, but they also lost a lot of stuff around the edges. You know right. what I mean? And at the top, so it's kind of tough to gauge them right now. Quick question about the Cubs: Do you guys think that Bryant will be traded by the end of the year? Um, I think it really, cl- really uh, depends on how, how they're d- doing during the season. Yeah. But 
I don't think so. I don't, don't either. So? And even though they're yeah. still like not on great terms after all these court cases and everything, yeah. I don't know. He's just like I feel like he's stuck in a limbo right now. Yeah, with the I Cubs. will say I'll be really shocked if he resigns with them. Though. No, yeah, oh, yeah, I I think it, the only situation I see them doing resigning him is if they win a World Series, something, or like if that. they get to like the NLCS or possibly, you know, yeah, because yeah, that's that would be deep for them right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't I, think they have that. I don't know. I just I don't see them going that far in no, the playoffs. I mean, Zach Davies wasn't. I mean, obviously Zach Davies is not you Darvish, but he'll right. eat up quality innings. Yeah, and, and we can, got Jake the Snake back. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for Cubs fans to say he's back to 2015 <laughs> form. I will say I think Jake Arrieta is better than John Lester is at this point. Yeah, yeah, John Lester. Know. You could see that there he's was major just, regression back. Oh yeah, so. yeah. He. Uh, I mean, his, the White Sox teed off on him. So. His velocity's yeah. down. His movement isn't as good as it used to be. Right. I mean, he's. He's kind of throwing BP sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Hate to say it, but... I think a sneaky pick was Brandon Workman. I like that. I think that was only for a, a $1 million contract, yeah. too. I think that's a sneaky, decent move. Yeah, and he was just really solid, solid with, with the Red, Red Sox. Sox so yeah. He got traded to the Phillies last year and kind of got Which Phillies hit around a little bit. But I mean, relievers go to die in Philadelphia. Exactly. So. Right. Um, I mean... Jack I, Peterson, I mean that's that's a that's a yeah, that's a I good mean, signing. I'd basically replace him with Kyle Schwarber, so it's kind yeah. of like a you I'd know, it's say whatever. That's pretty mm-hmm. close, like yeah. pretty even. Um, I'd give Jack a slight edge. I'd yeah, say. I, it's it's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jack's better in the field, and Kyle might be better hitting lefties. But yeah, uh, Austin Romine is definitely a downgrade from Victor Carantini in my book. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fair way to put that. <laughs> uh, Jake Mar- Jake Marisnik. Jake Marisnik and Albert Almora kind of it's kind of the same guy. Yeah, type. I p- honestly take Marisnik. Yeah, I like Marisnik. Um Andrew Chafin is kind of whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's not better than Jose Quintana if we're going to compare them, I guess. Trevor Williams at the back end of the rotation is kind of whatever. I mean, yeah, he's I'd, not bad. I'd prefer Quintana over Williams. Yeah. But Grew up a Cubs fan, yeah. I guess, so oh, did that's he? cool. Yeah. I well, his dad did, I think, so yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was an okay move, but I mean, there's obviously nothing too exciting to talk about. I mean, no. the biggest biggest transaction they made was the trade of Yu Darvish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, yeah. The the players they got from there are definitely like a long time away too. So yeah, there's definitely potential there. The young high schoolers. Yeah, there's definitely going to be all this uh, time waiting for the prospects that come up. Well, of the prospects they do have at least, right. like Ed Howard and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, you look at what their main guys did last year and they still made the playoffs which is quite impressive I mean, yeah. Baez, Rizzo, Bryant didn't win a game they didn't do much I mean Contreras was like the only bright spot Who was it uh, Ian Happ he Ian had a really Ian good Happ, season yeah, there yeah. you go I forgot about yeah. him Switch a, hitter, yeah. yeah the core guys I mean are still there mm-hmm. uh, you got Ian Jason Hap. Hayward Javi Baez Anthony uh, Rizzo yeah and yeah. Chris Bryant and and Wilson Contreras, so right. I mean, you could you could always see the potential in that because they have a they. I mean, if all those guys click at once, Daniel Murphy. Oh wait, never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they could all click at once and have uh, a, a good season. But I mean, their pitching staff just kind of uh, looks yeah, atrocious. They're gonna they're gonna need to score a lot of runs to stay in games, no doubt. But yeah. like I said, their divisions their divisions weak. Yeah, I mean, you have the Cardinals, but other than that, it's really really a lot of question yeah. marks in that division. Shoot, yeah, with all that being marks. said, I. I think I do have the Cubs winning the division. Because I would the agree. Brewers, I mean, they have two good pitchers. After that, it's kind of falling off. They have a, two good pitchers in the bullpen also, but um, their lineup is kind of brutal. I mean, they have a lot of they have a lot of holes in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. they have qu- guys who were expected to be good, like Heston Hura, who just kind of haven't 
been yeah. done it yet, at least. Um, and then the Cardinals, I don't know. They really don't impress me too much. They have a lot of aging veterans. I was about to, they're just a scrappy team, and they yeah, kind of roll yeah. into the, the playoffs. Yeah, the reason year. I have the Cardinals winning the division is just like, they always find a way to win. Somehow. I know it's like weird. Yeah. Like it just you always doesn't see them make in the sense. playoffs, and they're like, "Oh, you guys had an okay." Yeah. And, they and then they make a, a little run, yeah, like yeah. a little they'll decent run. They'll get past run. like the DS, and yeah. they lose. I just, but I just feel like if Jack Flaherty doesn't go Cy Young level, that their pitching staff's not going to be very good. That's well, the only thing that's. Yeah, I mean, bit. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Yadier Molina, you know, hits forty home runs, but. <laughs> I I'd almost be surprised if he has forty career home runs. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh yadi. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know Wayno's gonna go out there and pitch every five days, but yeah. I mean, Colton Wong was the quality's kind of whatever. Yeah, Colton Wong was a, a rough loss. I think he's a little underrated. Yeah, he's, he on the, yeah, he's on the Brewers he's on the now. Brewers now. I think yeah. they're gonna regret that, and their outfield is just lacking. I mean, Dylan Carlson, I like. Yeah, I just. Like, guys like Harrison Bader just kind of, like, yeah. never put it together. No. just kind of sucks. Uh, and then they lost Dexter Fowler. Not saying that's a big loss or anything, but I don't know. Their outfield, I don't know. I, it's weird. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Nolan Gorman either because I don't know. Was he yeah. ready this year? I don't know. I know he's still young, and obviously there's yeah. a blockage with Arenado and Goldschmidt on the corners. Exactly. I mean, I feel like the Can, only – Could he play, like, a, a right fielder or a left fielder? They might try it out, but – I mean, if they had a DH in the NL, that might nice. that might be a little yeah. easier to bring him up. But I'm not sure what they're going to do with him because I mean, I think Goldschmidt still has two or three years left on his contract, and Arenado has like six or seven. Yeah. Right. Good luck trying to break through on those guys. Yeah, exactly. So. You're not breaking through. No one Arenado is yeah. premium defender and can hit. Yeah. Who knows though? Um, teams have been able to get away with moving third basemen, just like hiding them at second base sometimes. <laughs> so who knows? Like yeah, Moustakis. Moustakis, Yeah. <laughs> And Travis Shaw also tried to do that. I mean, the Brewers were weird with that, that man. The Brewers always try to fit everyone at second base for some reason. <laughs> do we think Yelich is going to have a bounce back season? Yeah. Yeah. He's too good not to. Yeah, I he, think so, too. It, yeah. All his numbers kind of show that he was getting unlucky because I'm pretty Plus, sure his barrel percentage yeah. is still very good. Plus, there's really no protection in that lineup, so he's <laughs> going to get worked around. Yeah. He's not going to get anything good to hit. Them. Oh, yeah. His best protection was, like, Abisail Garcia and Keston Hero. Yeah. So, and, like I said, Keston Hero hasn't been very consistent here. Exactly. So. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not taking too much into stock with 2020 because Cody Bellinger had a rough year, and he's still – an elite player like yeah for sure yeah it just happens to some guys yeah. i mean especially with the sample size like i said with exactly. Luis, he had 30 bad games and and sometimes it takes a, it, it could take a star player 60 games to really get yeah, going 60 games exactly. is is really nothing in a 162 season yeah. but obviously when you're only playing 60 game season right it'll it'll be a little more stand out but yeah mm-hmm. like a guy like jose ramirez usually struggles in the beginning of the season and then mm-hmm. he just absolutely lights the world on fire when it comes like after the all-star break but this year he came out hot but yeah yeah speaking of the nls i mean reds they have some good players but the, the yeah, they got solid pitching in castillo and gray I don't, I don't think they're gonna yeah. do much to be honest with you they also went out and signed sean doolittle i think that's kind of mm-hmm. underrated I but mean, they didn't really i don't think they scored a run against the braves in the, in the postseason <laughs> that was rough <laughs> yeah i I think they really need a guy like Nick Senzel to step up yeah, because definitely. he was highly he was, touted. He was when a he top came six prospect, I feel like. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I mean, you kind of need him to step up eventually because. And they lost Trevor Bauer. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a I big mean, one. That that, that yeah, one definitely We'll talk hurts about a that bit. a little later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Cast- Castellanos, I don't think did much in 2020. No, Joey Votto's aging. Yeah, he is aging. Joey I mean, he's Votto's solid, but he's aging. On the down, yeah. down swing. 
Um, they have um, uh, Aquino Eugenio, in right field. Eugenio Suarez. I don't think he had a great year. Yeah, Aquino can, definitely struggled. Yeah, uh, he came out on the scene very strong. Oh my god! Was his rookie year? He was hitting home runs yeah, left. Jesse Winker had a good year. Jesse though. Winker, yeah. Yeah. Besides that, though, their offense wasn't. I mean, maybe bring Yasiel Puig back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he's going to sign. Yeah, he's a free. I mean, he's somebody's got to sign him, he right? He deserves a he, spot. He can, yeah. play, uh, he can play on an MLB team. Like, even is it just, play every day. Is yeah. it just because he's a clubhouse cancer? Is that, I like, don't know the thing? I feel like that'd right be now. the biggest concern yeah. because, I mean, his talent, he can be on a, a, a rebuilding type team and start right. in the outfield every day. Yeah. But no doubt, uh, if I, if I had to pick, that would be my guess as why he's not signed right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't see why like a team like the Orioles or the Pirates don't go out and just give him. A few I would. I mean, I would if uh, I was in their position. He why like not? instantly becomes like the Pirates' best player. <laughs> next he to, becomes like, the Pirates' number three hitter. Next, yeah, honestly, next to like Gregory Polanco. So. Oh, okay, Brian Hayes. He's gonna be fun to watch. Oh yeah, that's right. right. That's about their only bright spot. But oh yeah. I forgot about Josh Bell and the Nationals too. Josh Bell and the Nationals, yeah. So who is the Pirates' best player? Uh, I mean, Cabrine I want to say Brian Hayes, but he also has a very, very short amount of games played. So yeah, interesting. Oh, he's a great defensive third baseman. I mean, unless anything. unless Andrew McCutcheon comes back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have like Keon Kella, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> I yeah guess I'm looking through the their roster right now. Nobody's even. There's not a single player that's really jumping out at me. No, that's no. that's that's called Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> well, they might actually be the worst team in the league. Yeah. No, they are. They for are. Sure. They are. Yeah. Because uh, the Orioles have some solid, solid pieces. You know, they got Mount Castle and uh, stuff like Adley that. Adley I think, will come up this year. That's true. Get him some experience. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think. Oh, I guess Brian Reynolds, but he didn't do well last year. So it's like, yeah. Can you even really say that? But I think if you're watching a Pittsburgh Pirates game, you're you're literally just looking out for Cabrian A's. Just yeah. go out, honestly, Pirates. If you're listening, go out and sign Yasiel Puig. <laughs> yeah, some of the only guys I see on their pitching staff with like any sort of promise are like uh, Mitch Keller and. Uh, mm. Oh, Carson Fulmer is actually on the team. Oh, no. That's funny. Uh, is he really? Oh, my yeah. old friend. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Mitch Keller and, like, maybe, like, Chad Cool, I guess. Chad Cool. I mean, yeah. Cole Tucker's dating Vanessa Hudgens, so that's, that's saying something. That's right? probably the biggest yeah, storyline of the Pirates so far. It's got to be, they gotta, it's got to mean something, right? <laughs> that's definitely uh, a win for him. Style points, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, guys like Colin Moran, he's not the worst player ever. Kevin Newman is kind of whatever. Yeah, I mean. There's just really no one else exciting besides Hayes. That's so. brutal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could argue that the NL Central is the worst division in the league, right? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely it is. I uh, mean, what I, what other what other divisions could you throw down there with them, you know? Um, I mean, the I mean, the AL Central, AL Central's top-heavy. Yeah, there's, right. only, there's only two, I, I like what the, two and a half good teams. I like <laughs> what the Royals have done. I mean, they could be like... A, and an okay scrappy team but yeah. i mean you give the tigers a couple years too i mean they have a lot of young talent they have a lot yeah. of young pitching they have AL a lot of pitching and that's kind of that's a little that's, scary that's, yeah al central al east are both good yeah. nl east is good NL east is stacked nl west you have dodgers and padres al west that, I mean, al west isn't terrible team. either yeah. i mean yeah, but they're, they're so good at the top that the nl central just stands no i mean the al west i guess but I don't know. They have a bunch of. You still got Oakland and Houston. Yeah, Oakland and Houston are solid. Do you guys think Mike Trout's going to be in the playoffs this year? No, not a chance. (laughs) I I I hope he just. What is his contract right now? It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, he's He's locked up there for a while. Do over four hundred million dollars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 
because he signed it when Harper and Machado were like I mean, signing theirs, right? Yeah. Around that time. This was like 12 years. I feel bad. 12 years, like 450, 420, something like I that. I don't see the Angels doing anything anytime soon. No, either. well, they they need to score 10 runs consistently because their pitching is that bad. Yeah, I mean, they went out and got a guy like Jose Can, They got Jose Quintana, but like you're not banking on him being your one or and two. His, honestly, his best years might already be behind him. You yeah. Know? yeah. He's more of a four or five type guy. You, They need a top of the rotation arm. And right. Yeah, they just failed to execute on one of them every year. I mean, Trevor Bauer was sitting out there for them for like a while. I mean, and a guy like Jacob Rizzi, I mean, like I don't see still why. Unsigned. I don't see a situation like where they don't want to go get him, you know? Right. Because like, he's like almost their best pitcher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have Otani, but you don't know with his arm health. I don't know if yeah. they view him as a pitcher or as a DH or Yeah, I I don't know Odorizzi and uh and Bundy would be kind of like hand in hand. Oh yeah, yeah. Bundy had a solid year, but then again, you're not you're not starting Bundy game one in a playoff game exactly. and feeling right. confident in yourself. Honestly, right. if you went out and signed Odorizzi, that's not the worst rotation ever. I mean, you got Otani, uh, Odorizzi, Heaney, uh, Bundy, and Quintana. That's pretty solid. I mean, it's not great, but it's like good enough. You know, it might be able to get you a wild card, but exactly. But I mean, I don't like they could at least do that. I mean, they're going out there with like. I don't even know who their other starter is instead of that is. Uh, Griffin Canning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Griffin Canning didn't even do that well last year. No, so. I mean, right. they have, they just have so much money tied up between Rendon and Trout that they, exactly. they kind of screwed themselves with they, that. Like, they can't get that top arm now. And yeah. I, I once Pool holds retires too, because they, I mean, they signed him to a fairly big contract yeah, they, too. Yeah, they this is his last year. Yeah, he's so that's, that's going to be year. good, honestly, for them, for him to leave. Yeah, they got Jared Walsh that yeah. showed a lot of promise actually in 2020. And I think he was partially in 2019 too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hoping he can contribute to the lineup and then uh, Joe Adele can hopefully come around because he uh, struggled greatly last year. My boy, year. David Fletcher, Ooh. stud. Don't sleep, sleep on, on him. him. Don't yeah, sleep exactly. on him. <laughs> they have Justin Upton still. Oh. I actually like him as a, as a DH, but <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he's, he's definitely <laughs> He's definitely aging. He's definitely not getting any younger. But yeah, No, definitely not. They definitely have a lot of uh, aging veterans that they pay way too much. But yeah. I mean, Albert Pujols is just yeah, right there. Yeah, Justin Upton. Yeah. I don't know. Not the best decisions ever, but maybe they could they could replace him with BJ. Get a little you know. <laughs> yeah, BJ Upton. Yeah. I think he now goes by Melvin. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring a bring a little fire to the clubhouse. You would, what? He legally change his name? Uh, yeah, I think in like right twenty four he was done playing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But he he was raking as Melvin for a little bit. Okay. And then he, and then he went back to They're like BJ this Upton. new new player, yeah, Melvin like, Upton. Uh, Yolmer and Carlos Sanchez. You oh, know. yeah, that's right. <laughs> I want to I wanna talk about Trevor Bauer's contract. I don't know how much you guys touched on it in your previous episodes, but I mean. I don't think we have. But, yeah, we can uh, talk about but it. But, I mean, yeah. like $40 million for a pitcher and then 45 next year. For a guy that, okay, he went out and won Cy Young. He had a, he had a few very good seasons, but never like he's not did. that established still. No, I mean. I'd even have a hard time giving that to to Grom, and he's arguably the best pitcher. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just because pitchers don't play as much as position players. Right. I mean, yeah. you don't have and the pitchers, room to make as much impact. Pitchers can fall off a lot easier. Exactly, because right. I mean? they're relying on one body part. If if a hitter like if he gets if he hurts his leg or something yeah, like that, he recovers and yeah. he can hit again. But for with sure. the pitcher, if you just if your arm 
falls off or something like that, I mean, it's kind of over with, you know? Yeah, I don't. Right. I personally don't think any pitcher's worth over $40 million I mean, Garrett year. Cole, I, I, you could argue he got overpaid as well. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. I think he did, too. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, all it takes is one drop in velocity or, like, one... One injury. Yeah, exactly, and you're kind of and he's not like, the same. Then they'll be half the pitcher they used to be, honestly. Exactly, for the same price. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Bauer's going to be a solid, yeah. solid pitcher, but for $45 million, that's a very hefty amount. I guess... I guess for the Dodgers, they're just kind of like whatever. Like we have the money. Yeah, let's just, I mean, let's just do it. I fun. think they're forty million dollars over the luxury tax. Yep. They're just they're just playing with kid money. They're yeah. playing Monopoly, man. They're just all right. Give me that too. They yeah. dropped almost sixty million dollars uh, this year alone between Bauer and Turner. Yep. I mean, that's pretty crazy if you ask yeah, me. I mean, obviously, don't forget about Mookie and Bellinger there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh I mean, gosh, they're, uh, they're just stacked. Corey they're Seager. It's not even fair. It's, you look at their team, you're just like, all right, superstar. All right, yeah. superstar. You right, can't superstar. forget about Kershaw, <laughs> I mean, either. You know? Yeah, there's an argument Bueller, for him being yeah. the third one in the rotation. Yeah. Like, the the for Cy who? Young of last year, Bauer. Oh, Bauer, yeah. yeah. yeah there's the Cy Young of last year being the third in the rotation. That's crazy to me. I mean, Bueller's filthy. He's... Yeah. Oh, he's great. I mean, you got Gradrol and Dustin May that, I mean, they're freaks. killer out of the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Julio Urias finally got his opportunity. I think yeah. he's very underrated. I mean, how much could you really ask? How much more could you really ask for? And they, and after all those names you just named, uh, we had rookie last year, Tony Gonsolin, with yeah. an under three ERA, <laughs> just completely flying under the radar. And oh. any, any other team, they're like, oh, this is our future guy. They still have a Joe Kelly, too. Like, Yeah, if they have one guy go down, it's like, all right, we'll just bring this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. They they picked up Blake Trinan when no one when yeah. everyone forgot about I him. I was really hoping the, I was really hoping the Sox would get him. Yeah, or something and like that. And then uh, they had him dominate for a year or so, uh, and then Victor just Gonzalez. Let him walk. Yeah, just find let's just find another new stud and throws a throws a hundred. They just movement. they just breed superstars. Like that organization's been so good for so long. I mean, right, oh, yeah. eight to ten years they've won the division straight. I Honestly, mean, I, I don't know like. The first day you meet them, they just teach you how to cut and sink everything at 95 plus. <laughs> but yeah, they teach you how to get out right away. I, I need to take that course or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they're doing over there, it's definitely been working. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, without a doubt. Kenley, I guess Kenley Jansen, he's falling off a yeah. little bit. He's aging. He's lost some velocity, but he still gets the job done. He's mm-hmm. definitely. I he's definitely think they could use an upgrade at closer, and he could be like a decent yeah, like he's middle. Kind of, he's kind of like a just column a really column really column Yeah, definitely. So, no I think. Doubt. I think that. Uh, I, I still like him, though, just because he's done it before. Like, he's got the ice in the veins. But right. I, I would definitely – I mean, if they went out and signed a guy like Liam Hendricks, I don't see where they would even have a hole. You no. know what I mean? They wouldn't. They and simply would not have a <laughs> hole. Every offseason you see Dodgers interested in dot, yeah. dot, dot. They're Yankees, always interested. And it's yeah, they're always interested. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they're becoming more prominent with the spending than the Yankees are yeah. at this point, honestly. Because the, the Yankees Dodgers? have gone, the Dodgers yeah. are the new, new age Yankees. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to say the Yankees have necessarily gone cheap, but like in their, uh, I guess in their eyes they have. Yeah, like bit. they they don't want to go over the luxury tax anymore, and they they want to stay like right underneath two hundred million. I, mean, I so. wish I wish Jerry's <laughs> thought process was, yeah, let's just go fifty million dollars over the luxury tax just yeah. because. <laughs> Well, even if we got like right mm-hmm. under it, that would be sixty million more. So yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> I mean, the Padres have kind of gone out and and done Padres their best pod yeah. or their yeah. best Dodgers Credit Yankees them, impression. Sure. Padres went out, got Musgrove, <laughs> Darvish, Snell, and then Dodgers are like, all right, we'll just get Bauer. So I have a question to present about the uh, NL West. Then, uh, so 
<laughs> I'm gonna set an over under of games that the Dodgers finish away from the Padres. Oh, okay. That's agreeing that the Dodgers won the division. Yeah. 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 I agree. Everybody that's putting everybody that's putting the Padres as the best team. I just, I'm just like, no, they haven't proven anything. Definitely top so, three. But since we stand at that, uh, I'm gonna set an over under of games that the the Padres finish back from first place. You you understand? Yeah. Okay. Oh uh, well, I'll set it at. I'll set it at nine games. I'd say seven. My prediction yeah. would be like seven. I'm so under. I, I'm giving under. Over. Yeah. Over. I got like. I got wouldn't like, be. That wow. Wouldn't, that that wouldn't shock me per se, but I don't know. If I'd I'd say under, I'd say around seven. I, I could definitely yeah. see the Dodgers holding the new record for wins in a season. Like I like, agree. What are you like thinking? Like one fifteen or something? Or like yeah, between like one ten and one fifteen. Because okay. what's yeah? What's the record at? Mariners. The Mariners I think the Mariners. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. And then didn't they lose in the first round or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was just. They definitely didn't make it to the World no. Series. I don't <laughs> think they even made it to the. <laughs> but I think both. I think both teams easily are a hundred game. Yeah, two thousand two thousand one Mariners. Look at that rotation that the Padres I have. I mean, I think I had the Padres around like ninety eight to a hundred, and then the Dodgers around like one ten. So that's I mean, one sixteen, one sixteen and forty six. That is okay. disgusting. One sixteen with the Mariners. Yeah, then oh, they wow. lost in the ALCS. Oof. Was it the Yankees? Probably. Yeah. It's what, 2001? Yeah, yeah, so that was the year they probably, yeah. like, that was right around their three. I, they had a three-piece. I believe, I believe, I believe the Yankees so. won the World Series that year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or the maybe the Diamondbacks, because I know they upset them one year. That was 2002. No. It may have been 01. It might have been, because I think 2002 might have been the Marlins. That might have been 2003. That was 2003, the Marlins. Because, yeah. okay. uh, what's his name, Miguel Cabrera was a yeah. rookie on there. <laughs> oh, right. Miggy. And then Mike Lowell. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough, because both teams are very, very good. And, I mean... Yeah, I... The, I like it's weird saying that. The, well, I don't think it's weird, but like the the for how good the Padres are, I don't think it's just the Dodgers are that they're good. Close. Yeah, I don't just think they're, they're even that close good. To them, honestly, yeah. I think, and I also think since the Padres have all this hype around them, they may come out a little flat. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Start, start, like, I wouldn't be surprised though. if they only have like two or three more wins in the White Sox this year. To the be Padres honest for sure, because yeah. I can see the White Sox winning ninety seven and the Padres winning like ninety five. Yeah, now, now, so. now that we're discussing it, I don't know nine. I don't I see might the be Padres. As I might, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I, I think I want to switch my mind. I mean, I'll take the I over. Mean, you're banking on Will Myers doing what he did. You're banking on Hosmer. You're exactly. banking on Cronenworth. Exactly. And I think the Dodgers have known commodities. And yeah. even if someone does start the not uh, perform up to expectation, they have another guy who will probably come out and hit an okay. And Tatis, Tatis is a superstar. There's no doubt about that. But he's Slumps. young. He could definitely. I could see Tatis going into a little he's bit of a slump. Trent, Trent Grisham. Yeah, him and Ronald Acuna are two of the most streaky guys in the league so like Tatis you're that's, saying yeah. that's yeah. why I like Juan Soto over them exactly. Juan Soto is so consistent he's so good his, even, his, even his when discipline, he's slumping he'll yeah. walk two times in a game his anyway. discipline oh, yeah. plate approach is insane for his age right exactly so like Tatis if Tatis slumps and the rest of the guys aren't picking him up it, it can easily be a little tough for them in the first month or two and they right. they get out slow and the Dodgers kind of coast all and the way. then um who was it Kim they signed that oh yeah you I can't say his name. Yeah, but yeah. Young Say Kim, something like that. Yeah. So I don't and know they, what they're going to do with him because their infield is kind of yeah, who knows? stacked. I feel like Machado is going to be solid. Like yeah. he's, he's just going to be consistent. I mean, for three hundred million dollars, you'd hope. I I hope yeah, so. Exactly. I just don't know if guys like Hosmer are really going to do it like that for a full season. Right. Will Myers is decent. I think, I think he's kind of known. Like he'll hit, he'll hit. A and little above they average. Got, they got Austin Nola behind the plate, which was a solid yeah. pickup. It's mm-hmm, just like, sure. are guys like Cronenworth actually going to be able to do it for a full season? Yeah. Because 
I mean, if he doesn't, then they're going to have to worry about making a move to yeah, move like fill we, that hole. Yeah, like we said before, every team has their question marks exactly, besides definitely. the Dodgers. But oh, yeah, the Padres picked up Caratini, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Tommy yeah. Pham, they had. Oh, yeah, Caratini and Nola. That's, yeah. a, good, that's Tommy, a good tandem. Tommy Very good Pham's tandem. decent. I I just don't know. I mean, I know he was hurt last year, right? Yeah, he was struggling a little bit. Jerickson, so. Profar. Yeah, he's whatever. <laughs> a lot of people are impressed he's by him. He's an okay him, bench, but, but I really don't. I'm, yeah, I really don't he's, think he's, he's definitely great. overhyped. No. Um, but I think they're, I think they're pitching is just that good. That yeah, definitely. They, yeah, can, they can afford a few slumps think, from guys here I think and there. their pen could screw them up a little bit, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably one other I question mark they have. Because people don't talk about them losing Kirby Yates that much. I know, I know he didn't do that great last year, but he was their stalwart for, like, a decent long 2019, time. 2019, he was insane. Yeah, oh, yeah. amazing. That's also sneaky for the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, yeah. For that Blue Jays back potential. Sheesh, yeah. Blue Jays Blue can, Jays Blue Jays can knock on the door with the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Up top. They they can. They got some boppers in that lineup. No doubt. No oh, doubt. Yeah. I, mean, I think the they're, a little, yeah. they're a little unknown. Mm-hmm. I think they might be getting a little too much hype for my liking, but <laughs> I think they're going to be a good third place team. Springer, Simeon, those are both good pickups. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. Like, is Which Vladdy are you going to see? Like, is he going to get better? Is he Lost some weight. That's right. There's promise yeah. there. True. Yeah, that's uh, huge. I mean, it, if Bo keeps Bo developing, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Tanner Rourke, Robbie Are we going to see the same task or Hernandez, Lourdes yeah. Gurriel? Like, yeah, yeah Teoscar especially because it's like – Teoscar tore it up. He kind of came out of nowhere. Sure. Not, yeah, I mean, like he was yeah, kind of kind of around. But like, he broke out. He mm-hmm. never he never hit that well. No, you know? I think he won a silver slugger. Yeah. I, but their pitching could use some – Help. Yeah, like Robbie Them. Ray. I mean, are you really banging on him? Nate Pearson, stud. Especially if he can stay healthy, thirty starts. Yeah, yeah he might. Yeah. He might be on a little innings limit. <laughs> no and doubt. Then, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, Robbie Ray gives me like Aaron Sanchez vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Is he walks way too many guys? He needs yeah, to tighten up sure. the control. I for think sure. He was another guy that shortened up his arm action. So yeah, yeah. we'll see how that works out for him. Yeah, I wonder if it's a mental thing for him, but who knows? We'll see. I mean, maybe they can figure something out with him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That would be I – mean, yeah, that would be huge for them, honestly. Yeah, I mean, so this season, there's a lot of question marks, to be Definitely. honest. There could be a lot of sleeper teams, um, but it's a, a team like the Dodgers, the the White Sox, who are projected to be, like, very good, those those guys are going to be at the top, I think. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah, about that. I think people – And the Padres, too. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to go through and pick every division winner before spring training? Like officially, is like a yeah, we can yeah, do, do that. Stuff. We Just do a reminder: that. spring training first game, February twenty eighth. Set your reminders, folks. All right, that's wow. That's Angels, what, four right? days from now, uh, I believe, or the Brewers. Okay, cool, cool. Very right. nice. Hopefully all right, right. so let, let the guest let the guest start first. All right, all right, all right Chris. So go for ahead. the NL East, I have the Braves winning. Okay. NL Central, I have the Cardinals. NL West, I have the Dodgers. Very nice. The AL East, I have the Yankees. The AL Central, I have your Chicago White Sox. Let's go, baby. And AL West, I got the Astros. Okay. Okay. You go ahead. I'll go. Um, AL East, uh, ours are basically the same except for one. Mm-hmm. AL East, I have the Braves. NL Central, I actually have the Cubs. Um, NL West, Dodgers. I, I I just don't see the Padres coming in no, and winning that Dodgers division yet. Two juggernaut. I mean, the Dodgers would have to have some catastrophic fall. Yeah. AL East, Tampa's. They're they're they can be dangerous, but I see the Yankees winning. Mm-hmm. Um, give me the White Sox, baby, for oh, the yeah. AL Central. Yes, sir. And then I'm also gonna go with Houston for the AL West. 
No yeah. doubt. I mean, I've, okay. yeah, the A's can easily win a wild card, but yeah, I just like the Astros more. Me Joe too. Chip? All right, so NL East got a little bit of a sleeper pick. I got the uh, Nationals. Okay. Okay. I, I think they'll definitely People bounce forgot back. They won the World Series. That's exactly. True. They they had a little bit of a World Series hangover, and it kind of shows oh, more no in a sixty game season. Definitely got the oh, rotations. Yeah. And then the NL Central, I also have the Cubs. And then the NL West, I have the Dodgers for what we touched on before. Mm-hmm. And then the AL West, I have. Man, this is tough. <laughs> it is. The AL West is definitely the, the a little tough. The A's are like always there. Like, yeah. I, I hate counting out the A's because I respect. You, you respect what the A's do, you yeah, know. Yeah, with the payroll they have. There's but definitely I mean, less stigma around the Astros this year, though. There was a ton of pressure, yeah. I'd say, on them last year after uh, the allegations. In it. Well, I mean, it happened. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. I. I, I th- I think I'm gonna pick the Astros though. Okay. I just Smart. I just like their Smart team. Pick. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think Valdez stepping up was uh, huge for them. And so they're getting Valdez Verlander back too, right? Uh, later on in the year, yeah. yeah. Kyle Tucker finally took a step. Yeah, that was big. Mm-hmm. And uh, him, Jordan Alvarez, and Brantley Coming are gonna back, be uh, yeah. kind of nasty with the Brantley, lefties in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, and that's without saying I mean, Altuve is yeah, probably going to do better. Bragman, Correa, Altuve. They still got arguably the, one of the best infield. So. That's yeah. yeah. That's six players. <laughs> oh, and Guriel. That's yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, that can't really ask for much good. more out of a lineup. No. Um, and then AL Central. Of course, I'm going with the White Sox Let's as I said before. Sure. Five games up on the Twins. There we go. Uh, and then the AL East. Um, I, I mean, like I'm not even really high on like any of these teams no. honestly yeah i i, I guess what you're saying i guess like is the rays they lost blake snell and they really didn't do much this offseason mm-hmm. so it's like like they lost charlie martin also so mm-hmm. it's like i mean right. what do you really expect out of them but and it's hard to count them out at the in my time. opinion their their offense dude, there's nothing really scary about their no, offense yeah. no. i mean austin meadows had a good year in 19 but yeah. took a step back in 20 like unless, i said i don't take much into yeah. 2020 but unless the rosa reina actually is like the real deal <laughs> like there's no way he's doing what he, level yeah there's no way <laughs> that was insane though that was like one of the best you know? postseasons oh, we've ever insane, seen from anyone I ever see, i don't see him doing that throughout a regular nah. season yeah and then uh i mean the yankees they always have like guys but like i i really don't like the rotation the rotation after cole's I, I guess I'll Suspect. go with the Yankees, but it's not like I don't feel very good about it. That would, yeah, I was about to say that would be the safest pick, but there is no really safe pick for yeah, the ALEs. Because, like, Kluber and Tyon, I think they played one game combined last year. One inning, Kluber pitched, and then he was out, and then yeah. Tyon didn't pitch, Severino yeah. didn't pitch. Exactly. Yeah, that's right, Severino. You're banking on Jordan Montgomery, Devin, Debbie Garcia, Clark Schmidt's out for a month. Exactly. You don't. I don't know. You don't really want to bank on like that, especially red. Jordan Montgomery, because mm-hmm. he hasn't really shown a crazy amount. Domingo Herman. It's crazy how the Red Sox just a few years ago were a pretty elite team, and now they're just yeah. When you yeah. trade when you trade Mookie Betts, a top two player in the game, it, you know yeah. yeah. I and mean, they, they got they got Verdugo, which I do like a lot, but they I lost know, their, their best pitching. position player and their best pitcher. So yeah. well, they they didn't technically we'll lose Chris injured, Sale, yeah. but he's been hurt. So. Right. Kind of, it's kind of tough to do much. And then they, they traded Ben, atten- ben Attendee. That's uh, right. Yeah. Losing, losing Jackie Bradley most likely because yeah. he hasn't signed. But, um, I mean, I mean they were they still have Xander Bogarts, Xander, Xander Bogarts, Bogarts Rafael Devers. Yeah, uh, Martinez can definitely have a bounce back year. I mean, yeah. yeah, they definitely have Christian some boppers. Was okay. And they got like Michael Chavez and then uh, uh, Bobby Dalbeck. Yeah, Bobby Dalbeck. Michael yeah. Chavis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they they, had, they, they yeah. should have um. What's his name? The first baseman they drafted, uh, Tristan something, but uh, Tristan Casas. Yeah, uh, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean they're a decent team, I guess, but they're never they're never gonna touch the top of the division. I don't yeah, know. they're I don't third place at best. Plus, at like, like we were just talking about, the Blue Jays are they got potential too. So yeah, they could sneak in and win the division. You know, I mean, yeah. that wouldn't be the craziest tough, thing. It's a very tough division. Yeah. There's not a clear winner in that division. Right. I think, I think no the doubt. Yankees would have to be riddled with injuries for the Blue Jays to win, but I could see a which situation. we've we've seen that before exactly. with oh, yeah. Judge Stanton. I mean, yeah, definitely, no doubt. Especially the Blue Jays went out at the deadline, maybe, and made some moves. But oh yeah, for sure. We'll have to see. Um, do we? I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, but do we want to give our White Sox opening day rosters? Oh uh, yeah, we could do yeah, that. We could do that. Um, for me at catcher, I have Grandall obviously, and then uh, I'm gonna say Luke Roy for backup for the most mo- yeah, for the most the part. Yeah, better this yeah. point. For the most part, um, first base you got Abreu obviously. Um, I don't think we're going to see Vaughn. I guess, I mean, Abreu could DH a few games possibly, yeah, but yeah, I don't. I think Abreu were flip-flopping a little last year yeah. between first. I think yeah. they'll definitely switch around with uh, Abreu and Vaughn because uh, Abreu actually likes DH. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He doesn't like ever sitting, but he'll DH a little bit if he yeah. For sure. Want him to. Second base, I got Nick Madrigal. Mm-hmm. Um, shortstop, obviously, Tim Anderson. Yeah, baby. Yoan Mankata, third base. Those two are kind of just like they're not gonna move. No. Um, left field, Eloy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's gonna be better defensively. That would be, yeah. I mean, that would be huge. The like organiz- we said earlier, yeah, the organization sees him as a left fielder. If he's, he's there. if he's yeah, just average, that's all we need. Cause I mean, the pop from his bat is just fantastic. So, um, center, we got Robert. We have our next superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, right field. I'm going to say Eaton's going to play a little more than Angle. Yeah. That's probably the safer yeah. play. Because yeah. naturally you'll just face more righties. Yeah. But we're going to have a platoon out there He's for sure. Play more. I mean, you're not you're not throwing seven, eight million at a guy just to strictly be platoon. But yeah. it'll mainly be a platoon. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Angle's been that guy, though, that kind of just like bounces around a little bit, you know. Yeah. So he's, he's comfortable with where he's at. Plus, but they might leave Eaton in there to replace Eloy later in the game. So that's they true. They still might. Still might do that because they want it. That's for that's for the I best for so. the, of the team. Mm-hmm. Angle's obviously a better defender yeah. than Eloy. Oh yeah, for Eaton sure. To left and then uh, Angle to right. Yeah, yeah it gives. I I like having that variety. You yeah. know, just in case like Eloy starts to struggle in left field. Mm-hmm. Um, DH. I'm gonna say Andrew Vaughn. Honestly, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping for the best. I think opening yeah. day, he should be there. Um, yeah. if I'd he keeps progressing. Surprised. I mean, I think. It was either I think it was Eloy that signed an extension mm-hmm. uh, in March during spring training. So if if he gets an extension, he's going to start opening day. Right, There's yeah. no question you just about pencil it. Pencil him in yeah. right away. Then we have Garcia as our utility guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mentioned M- Mendick earlier too, mm-hmm. so we could have him for the infield. Um, starting pitchers obviously Giolito, Keuchel, Lynn mm-hmm. are our top three. Yep. Four or five gets a little shaky. Um, I want Cease. I want Cease there at four, and then five. If I had to pick somebody, I'd say Carlos Rodon because mm-hmm. he's kind of been there, done that a little more than yeah. Lopez. Because Lopez has been pretty shaky. And they, and they talked about being creative with the bullpen. They might use an opener on that fifth day because right. Larusa loves his bullpen. So oh yeah. He might. You can very well see. Like know. throw a crochet out yeah. there. Yeah. I'd say Rodon though, if I had to pick a fifth Actually, pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I, I'm still on the fence. I really don't know. It depends how they perform this spring. Yeah, for like, sure, no uh, doubt. Ray 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 
whether or not he can put it in the spots he wants to at the right times and if he can uh, get some more deception. But it's it looks like he's trying to become more deceptive with his arm motion. Yeah, so he was getting his arm way back behind him, and that was just causing all sorts of problems. And then when Katz first saw Rodon, he noticed something with his lower half right away that he wasn't using his lower half correctly. With Rodon? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, they're talking about how it's kind of scary because I think he was number three, number four overall pick. And he's never been using his lower legs, right, which is – little scary if you and we high. why have like the pitching coaches before that just didn't notice I, or i don't think in they college really and the pros because they knew they weren't gonna do anything so yeah. they're kind of just like all right just throw and down was kind of just like all right i'm getting old i don't really care that yeah. much so it's good that we have a guy though in there that's like pointing that out you oh, know it shows that, that he really cares yeah yeah that's true so um, yeah that would be my yeah lineup I prediction mean, there's really not much like conversation of you know, to differentiate. I mean, mm-hmm. most most guys are pretty locked in. You guys want to talk about like the lineup construction? Yeah, about oh. what we can do with that. So yeah. I got, sure. I mean, I got TA leading off. Okay. Uh, I got Yoan batting second. I got Abreu batting third. I got Eloy fourth. Yeah, I was gonna say Eloy yeah. fourth. That, yeah. That's huge. I got Grandal fifth. Okay. I got uh, Luis Robert sixth. I got uh, Eaton slash Angle at seven. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna start over uh, Vaughn like okay. a spot ahead just because I don't think they want Vaughn they want to take off as much pressure as possible so I got Vaughn 8th and then I got Madrigal at ninth. interesting That's so what about um, you is this what we think it will be yeah or like the opening day uh, what it's mm, a good question I think I I constructed it as what I think it will be okay yeah, I'll do that not then. what I want it to be this is what I think it, it will be uh all right, so I got TA leading off. Okay. Um, personally, I think they should probably have Moncada second, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they will or not. Yeah. If not, then I'll, I'm going to go with Grandal, um, Abreu, uh, Eloy. Uh, then between like Moncada and Grandal at that two and five, is that what you're like yeah, changing out? Yeah. Okay. And then Moncada probably at mm-hmm. five. And then Robert. Uh, what's the um? Oh, Vaughn and Eaton, and then uh, Madrigal. Gotcha. I think I think Vaughn fits at seven. Yeah, I I kind of just figured they might try to low low pressure, put him lower in the lineup, mm-hmm. just yeah. so he doesn't think about it too much. But yeah, yeah. I, I I could see I, I could I could flip flap those and yeah yeah I could see it. Magical and are tough at two. And I mean, when yeah. you have a guy that gets on like Magical does at nine, you know that's that's still. Oh, it's a great way to flip into the lineup. It's a great way to flip into Anderson. And then yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Mankata, I mean, they create so many more RBI situations for Anderson. I mean, if I'm an MLB pitcher, I'm looking at the lineup before the game starts. I'm like, all right, where can I get good out? You, you, you can't. Yeah. You can't find. I mean, genuine. Gonna... You'd look at that like eight nine spot, but I mean, having Magical and then Anderson back to back, that's yeah, huge. You don't see a point where you can rest and think, okay, I can chill on and this And that guy. I think uh, Anderson's gonna have a career high in RBIs with Magical going right before him. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's only gonna have eight, and they're gonna have to pitch to him too. That's the thing. If they have a guy on base like that, yeah, there's protection for everyone in this lineup. Exactly, especially if there's. There's always going to be someone or like one or two guys on base with Eaton and uh, Madrigal taking walks and getting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, getting if you have singles and stuff, you have Vaughn, Eaton, Madrigal, bottom three, and then you got TA. Those guys are going to be on base for TA, Mancada, oh, Bray, yeah. Eloy. I mean, the RBIs should, are going to be off. We should score a lot of runs. Oh yeah, there's an no argument. Doubt. Those are like three of the best guys we have at uh, taking pitches. Exactly. Yeah. Team, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, we we have one of the top tier uh, 
bottom half of the lineups, mm-hmm. honestly. So that's honestly, that's just huge to have it's in, a, in your lineup. It's very deep lineup. Oh yeah. Um, are we good on MLB? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we should touch on the Tiger Woods golf, um, not yes. golf, car accident. I should say. Um, that was kind of shocking news. He yes. just had uh, his fifth back surgery in December, so he I was know. coming back. He was he was trying to come back for the Masters in April, and then. He literally on Sunday his tournament, uh, Max Homa just won, and he gave him the, the trophy. The trophy, right? the trophy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then two days later, here he is getting in a car accident. Um, it sounds pretty brutal, to be honest with you. Yeah, the fractured ankle, the lower leg injuries. I mean, you're just happy he's alive. Yeah, car accidents are nothing to joke about. And the the car flipped over multiple times. They said there were no brake marks on the street, so I'm assuming he just missed a turn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's honestly lucky to be alive. Yeah. yeah very. I- I mean, he, yeah, I mean, it, it is fortunate that uh, he survived. But, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think he ever comes back to play again? This could this could quite possibly. I mean, he's 45. He's literally a 45-year-old. Mm-hmm. In, in, yeah. five, in five years, he'll be eligible for the senior tour. Um, it's I don't, tough it's because gonna he's take, gone through so many injuries. I know, and because of that and because of his age, I don't see him coming back to golf for another year plus because mm-hmm. yeah. they they literally they're putting pins in his ankle. He shattered his ankle. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I hope if anybody can come back from injuries like this, it's Tiger, yeah. especially in the game of golf. But um, I don't know. I'm just hoping for the best. Yeah. I don't see him coming back anytime soon, though, no. which is a bummer. The back injuries are very, very tough to come yeah, back. Yeah, and he's from. had he's had five, five back surgeries. Five surgeries. I mean, that's if you're Tiger, you'd think that's maybe I should just stop. Like yeah. Five surgeries. But on then the he back. goes and he, he wins the Masters in 2019. That was incredible. I know that, that was, was one of the one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, could not believe that. Yeah, but then and again, it is Tiger Woods. They're so. they're hoping he could come back for the Masters next month, but uh, or, yeah. a little over a month from now. But that's just that's, that's not gonna happen now. Yeah, very unfortunate. Terrible very happy loss. He's alive though. Yes, extremely happy. Um, are we good? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that should do it for this episode. Uh, we thank Chris for coming on. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. Of we course. would we would love to have you come on again. Maybe a little update on after the season starts. I'd be very happy to. Awesome and um. You said when's your first game for Moraine? March 9th. March 9th. Hopefully all the snow will be melted by then. So. Hopefully. I mean, we're looking good right now. It's well, been, I, oh, I could play in this weather it's, right now. It's it been warm the last outside. couple of days. Oh, yes. So, um, heating up a little bit. Hopefully yes. it maintains. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Good luck this year. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. This Anytime. has been another episode of The Glacier Guys. You can find these episodes on YouTube and SoundCloud. They will also be linked on The Glacier's website. And... That's it. See you guys later.